Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Joined as always by Matthew and his dogs. More on that later on. And this week, he's got 99 problems. This podcast ain't one of them. The greatest interview since Michael Parkinson. It's Ross Twiddell. Thank you very much. That's an honor and a privilege. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm doing great. Uh, even better after watching your lovely interview with a man formerly known as Aiden English. Only on he's Street nice, to Hell. A nice man, a nice guest, an easy guest. Watched I've been get... watching his Twitch streams. He's lovely, isn't he? Yeah, it's just a nice really man. Nice watch. Just, uh, it's nice when you can just interview someone and sit back and just let them talk. Piece of piss. <laughs> well, you've come to the right place for that because Jack's got a week off. So joining him in his place this week, he's hot, he's spicy, he tastes great, and he's feuding with Soldier Boy on Twitter. It's our boss and yours, Adam Pacitti. How you doing? Hello, guys? you're all right. What do you mean he tastes great? God, that was dramatic. Thanks. What? Uh, hello! <laughs> That's <laughs> it! Yay! That's what people think you like all the time. So. I am like that all the time. Yeah, I know. <sighs> and how are you doing this week, Paul? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've been up since like six this morning. Um, so I'm absolutely shattered. Because I, I, I did AEW graded today. And it's a show that I actually rarely get to watch. And so I was absolutely cacking my pants before I did it because I'm just so unfamiliar with the with the product. Uh, it, I think it went okay and everything. But Jack Jack and Ross know it all. And I very much, I just sort of duck in and out now just because I don't have the time to watch all the wrestling, unfortunately. But who does? Some of us, I guess. Us being uh, well, award-winning journalists. So, speaking of that, let's look at the news that we get accolades for. Uh, Randy Orton has waded into beef with Soldier Boy on Twitter. Wow, look at you, you trendsetter Pachiti. Uh The Crank That Star took aim at wrestling being fake. After what? tweeting... The Crank That Star. <laughs> I'm the reading star of what? Crank That. Aiden the mechanic Gibbons. Soldier Boy. Aiden <laughs> the Crank Addict, WWE's favourite band. <laughs> Rap game faker than WWE, and of course, the one thing to get people excited on Twitter is saying fake uh, to a wrestler from a mainstream star that people have actually heard of. So, Retribution's T-Bar was the first to speak up, clearly learning nothing from last year. Does the rap game take years off your life and leave you with countless injuries and debilitating pain? Oh, well, maybe just stick to super soaking hose or whatever it is you did 15 years ago. 
It's really good when you insult someone, you repeat everything you know about them in great detail to show how much you don't care about them. Uh, leading to the Viper Randy Orton giving Soldier Boy a piece of his mind. Fake. I dare this. Censored to step up. He don't like movies. Consider us actors that do stunts without... And so all the other stuff you've heard, if you've read some Final Cut, read all of them. And this looks like another award-winning victory for all the wrestlers in WWE after the success of being blown off by Cardi B and Bow Wow in January. <laughs> no, Bow Wow still wants some. Does he? Yeah, Bow Wow's trying to get involved, trying to book a tag oh. match or something. So T-Bar and Randy Orton versus Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. Oh, fantastic. In that case, it's going to be Bow Wow, Wow, Yippee, Yo, Yippee, Yay for some people in WWE if that pulls off. But uh, I, how, are you, how are you coping with all this drama that you managed to a... shove yourself into? Well, no, I, I, I saw T-Bar reply to it or quote tweet or whatever. And I just like, just before I went to bed, literally 15 minutes before I went to bed, I just sent some twatty message. Um, about calling him a little bitch or something and pretending to be a wrestler. Um, and then I went to I went to sleep and then I woke up and I've got thousands of notifications and I started getting death threats loads this week from fans who are uh, fans of um, Soldier Boy uh, who aren't apparently fans of me. Um, I, I to be honest, I just I'm the the, the whole anybody laying into wrestling because it's fake or whatever i just find it so tedious i was just trying to have a laugh i just I, I find it really really boring and the number of people that try and get a bit of clout off it myself included um it's just cheap isn't it it's cheap and it's boring and i don't want to see soldier boy wrestle i don't want to see bow wow wrestle it just does now for me but maybe if you're fans of those particular people hey if i get a wrestlemania payday out of it i'll, I'll eat all of these yeah. words i love that you say all that after you did it yourself yeah i was just trying i do I, I was trying to uh i was trying to hook a fish I, I thought hey i've got that tick next to my name he won't check my profile let's see if i can convince him that i'm a wrestler i just wanted to see if that would work um i didn't expect it to blow up in the way that it did but yeah i'm a complete hypocrite for saying that as well <laughs> that's absolutely fine and for full disclosure i dm'd him because his dms are apparently open which is amazing mm. to me considering all the follows he has and told him advised him to hit randy orton with one of his soldier boy consoles did he get back to he you not, no not yet because i i sent him a dm as well um <laughs> after the the sort of the initial tweet blew up let me see it so i've got so many soldier boys in my in my dm uh, in my dms uh, i sent him a message saying hey man i think we can work this into something big and both make a heap of cash uh, would you be interested in wrestling me at WrestleMania? I'll speak to my bosses and see if we can make it happen. Oh. This was at the point that he thought I was a WWE superstar. Didn't get a reply, so I chased him up. Okay, they're, they're up for setting up Orton and Pachiti versus Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. What do you think? But he's read it and he's not replied. Oh, but choice he's read it. Okay. Crap, yeah, well, every... pants, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's Googled Adam Pachiti. He's, he's seen me in my gold trunks and thought, no, nah, I'm not having any of that. But I think he did sh threaten to shoot me in the face, so... Swings so and roundabouts. Just another Monday morning for Adam Pacitti in his DMs then. Uh, Big Cass returned to wrestling to team up with Enzo at an Impact Wrestling house show. There were so many know, things I to... I don't know if it was, but it, it, had it, was. it had Impact ring skirts around the ring, but I'm not sure if it was actually like a, oh, an Impact house show. Wasn't it one put on by um, either Gallows or Anderson? I think it was put on by Gallows. It was, was a it? show there, so maybe he's just borrowed the ring from, from somewhere. I don't think it was actually affiliated with Impact. I might be wrong there, but I don't think it was. My apologies. I, uh, I got told it was an Impact Wrestling house show. He looks amazing, doesn't he? Fair play to the guy for, for 
like all all the self improvement that he's done and getting past his demons. And I just hope he stays well because he, he he looks in fantastic shape. That video cropped up on my YouTube recommender page this week. That I think DDP put it out where he speaks about the whole incident of that house a hardcore um, event where he had the seizure and whatnot. And just yeah, looking at the guy now, what's he eating? That's what I want to know. Send it my way. Yeah, you're right. We're about self improvement. Uh, currently in NXT, Wesley has a hand injury, which is meant by the match that they were going to have on NXT this week had to be changed. Uh, Mustafa Ali reveals got a torn PCL that he's working through. NXT's Katie, sorry, Casey Catanzaro has also suffered a partial LCLT uh, tear. Even uh, Asuka may be dealing with a concussion after that kick that also dislodged the teeth. How could we forget? And Kurt Angle revealed in the Kurt Angle Conrad podcast extravaganza that he hid his broken neck injury in 2006 from Vince so he could get another run with the WWE Heavyweight title. Nutter. It's not real. Wrestling. <laughs> no, it's, so, it's so scary, that sort of thing. How he, well, the, the fact that he got away with it and he put in such amazing performances as well. What an absolute nutter. Yes. It's a fantastic uh, podcast, though. Do you listen to it? I've not heard it. Oh, fantastic. I could listen to Angle Talk all day. He's a fascinating guy. Yeah. I'll have to add it to my schedule because Comrade's putting out so many. Mm. And he's on AEW this week. I can't believe he said what he said on AEW this week. I'm sure we'll get to it later, but said he's from Grill and JR when Tony's there and Eric was there as well, picking his favourites. Eric got to plug his, but Tony didn't get a chance to plug his, did he? Grill and JR's the big one, isn't it? I imagine that does the most listens. Well, yeah, now that Bruce has, you know, went back yeah. and it's, it's gone soft. Yeah, it's gone soft, everybody. I've said it. I mean, how can you say that I agree? I agree completely with what you just <laughs> said. Uh, Jim Crockett Sr., the part owner of Jim Crockett Promotions, who oversaw the Mid-Atlantic-based territory from 73 to 88, has passed away. Junior? Um, junior. Yeah. Junior. You said senior. But he, he has passed away. God, you're right. I did. Very, very, very sad. Like, there aren't many people who are sort of that sort of legendary status and have been that influential in wrestling. I was just saying when I did the news video with Sam, you even saw sort of uh, some of his influence last night on on Dynamite, didn't you? It's, yeah, just tremendously sad. Yeah, and he's just one of these iconic names that I was almost... Uh, pressed. Again, talking about Conrad, he appeared on Conrad show and was interviewed by things. I was like, oh, he's still around. He's one of these iconic names you think just passed away years ago already, but no, he's just still there. And you're right, the spirit of him still felt in wrestling today because obviously without that, we can get into, uh, well, no, sorry, World Championship Wrestling, I should say. And then not that, then not the current era of wrestling that we currently have. As, as Bischoff says on his podcast, people don't talk about the Attitude Era. They mean the Nitro Era because basically WF took, took all the stuff that Nitro was doing anyway and made it their thing. So, so yeah. All right, people. Impact Wrestling indefinitely puts Explosion uh, to a halt. I had no idea Explosion was still being made, if no, I'm being honest with you. <laughs> and luckily, there's no news going around this week about shows changing or moving dates or anything to take all the steam away from this. Other than everyone apart from Dewey, as of the timing of this podcast, so the time this goes out probably be officially announced, NXT moving to Tuesdays. Good as confirmed, apparently. I imagine Regal will announce it because he teased a big announcement on last night's NXT. Right. So I imagine it will be that. But uh, yeah, you know what? I, it'll, it'll give us all, selfishly speaking, as, as Ross said when we did the news earlier, um, it'll give us all a bit more of a chance to watch it. 
um, and yeah. it's it's a day I, I don't currently watch Impact. Um, I feel I feel sorry for them because I imagine they'll lose a few viewers to NXT. Um, but it'll be it'll be nice to be able to catch it and live if I fancy it as well. Got to move Impact to Thursdays now, surely, haven't we? Just to, to fill the nights out on the week. We can't we can't have one night of wrestling during the week without uh, sorry one night during the week without wrestling, can we? When does NXT UK? <laughs> I was going to say NXT UK, but then I wouldn't make. Does that count? Though, let's be honest, lads. Do you watch it? <laughs> I watch. I watch the odd clip. If Joseph Connors shares something, I'll always watch the bit with Connors in because I'm a big Connors fan, big Connors Mark. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, no, no, I, I don't tend to. Is Volta booked? No. Bye bye Thursday. And also, Streamaholic is this weekend. We're not saying the Cultaholic community is huge and lovely, but this is all done by people who mod on the Cultaholic Discord uh, or their friends or associate with Cultaholic and all the friends of Cultaholic. It's all a rag. It says a, a ragtag group of Twitch streamers and Pretty wrestling fans doing it. Pretty spot on. No, Twitch they're they're a lovely. great bunch of people. I think there are like six or seven. Of them doing it, it starts at 11 p.m. today when this podcast goes out. So Friday, 11 p.m. on Consumable Pete's channel. Um, when this podcast goes out, you might be you might be listening to it live, uh, or, or just as it's gone live, rather. Um, I'm going to stream on Cultaholic Friday at 8 p.m. and then raid them at the end to start the start the, the the ball rolling and then each of them will raid the next person the next person the next person all raising money for stonewall which is uh, obviously a, a, a tremendous uh, charity that do um great work for lgbtqia what he said so tune in do tune in give them all the support there's a there'll be a um a just giving or a gofundme link um floating about you won't be able to miss it and we'll also pin that to this video as well uh, yeah, it's been an awkward, awkward week for them because they had a one target that they wanted to hit. They hit it before they'd started, then they put it further, and then they hit it again. And this is all from them not doing anything yet. Nothing. So, well done. What a bloody lovely gesture by bloody lovely people. And it makes you appreciate the community we do have here at Cultaholic. Speaking of the community in Cultaholic, uh, you know when I said a few weeks ago about, oh, please send us a picture of your dogs? Um <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's on to the important know, time, business now, please. That, you know, we try and you know how the news is, you do all the serious stuff at the start, another thing, and then you move on to the silly bollocks bit at the end. As you can see around here, there you can if you're listening to the audio, then sad for you. But these are all the pictures of dogs that people have sent. Uh my wall is now more dog than wall. So thank you to Lauren for Ben, Bart Goss for Andrew. Charlie Wilkinson for the dog with no name. Andrew Herbert for Freddy. L.S. Herrera for Kichi. Natalie Taylor Hogg for Monkey and Fig. Nixon Shepard for Murphy. Matt Kruger for It Doesn't Matter What My Dog's Name Is. Oliver Drake for Oscar. Alexander Stothard for Rebel. Canard Lamp for Sammy. Brian Gonzalez for Samson. Darren and McGee for Dog Gilbert. Tom Dunt for Zeus. Sam Aldridge for Scarlet and Balto and Storm. And Aidan Kelly for Simba. And a big thanks to Andrew for printing out these for me, me not realising that it was that many and it taking about an hour to do so when Andrew was supposed to be working. And uh, also Colaholic for the 30 quid they spent on ink to get them all done. You're if welcome, I've made up you. some of those names, it's because you didn't leave the name there, so I've made them up. Uh, no, no one, <laughs> no one actually calls their dog Dog Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> no, that is nice. So thank you very much. We might put a, a time... 
there, like the referees in boxing there for a while, just so I can, you know, buy some more wall. Just so for thank a while. you very much. We'll get back to it, obviously. We'll get back to it. And uh, thank you, Colaholic, for being so understanding. That was <laughs> the news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And condescending order from last week, Daft Punk, 26%, you know, the long-running French tech pop band. Uh, not liked here, I guess. Third place. Cameron Grimes, the million-dollar man, 29%. Ooh. But yes, to prove a point. Oh, okay. I was actually expecting this. Um, could have gone either way. The Miz winning the WWE Championship, 45%. Matthew, why did you pick this last week? Are you a big Miz fan? Uh, no, it was just despite everybody getting on their uh, analyst chair, I guess, and go, I don't like The Miz because of the booking that they've put him on and he hasn't won a match since October and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're not supposed to like him. He's a diddler. And uh, yeah, apparently a lot of people are like, yes, thank you for pointing out that you're supposed to boo the bad guys and cheer the good guys, Matthew. Uh, stop reading the Wrestling Observer live and just enjoy wrestling. Yes, 45%. Nothing positivity here. Heckle the holic. Let's carry on the positivity with my entry for this week's hot. Oh, just you. You're, just you're off on one today, aren't you, Matthew? I'm, trying up, I'm stepping up. I've <laughs> watched like a lot it. of Matt McMuscles. I haven't slept much this week either. What's Matt McMuscles? He's a YouTuber. He's a nice guy. I like him. He follows me on Twitter, so of course he's a nice guy. And that's like the way he puts out things. But here we go. I did my stream on Saturday, like I'll be doing my stream this Saturday at 6 p.m. GMT, and I'll be raiding Streamaholic afterwards. Uh, this time I realized that just with the action with the chat, not everyone knows the story to do with Hartlepool and monkey hangers. So <laughs> here's from the wiki. According to local folklore, the term originates from an incident in which a monkey was hanged in Hartlepool, England. During the Napoleonic Wars, a French ship off the type Chachmery, I don't know what that means, was wrecked in a storm off the coast of Hartlepool. The only survivor from the ship was a monkey, allegedly dressed in a French army uniform to provide amusement for the crew. On finding the monkey on the beach, some locals decided to hold an impromptu trial, since the monkey wasn't able to answer their, que their <laughs> questions. And because they had neither seen a monkey nor a Frenchman before, they concluded that the monkey must be a French spy and being found guilty, the animal was duly sentenced to death and was hanged on the beach. In present day, the local football club, Hartlepool United FC, capitalised on their monkey hangers nickname by creating a mascot called Hangus the Monkey <laughs> in 99. Uh, two of the town's six rugby clubs use variations of the hanging monkey, the Hartlepool Rovers crest, being a beret, being a beret wearing monkey hanging from a gibbet. Whilst Hartlepool RFC neckties sport a rugby ball kicking, oh, a rugby ball kicking monkey suspended from a rope. Not a rugby ball being kicked at a monkey, sorry. And if that was enough, Stuart Drummond, the second man to play, hangers. Drummond approached Hartlepool chairman Ken Hod Hodcroft? Hodcroft with an idea for some publicity and asked him to fund the £500 deposit that would allow him to stand for election. Hodcroft accepted the proposal but wanted the club to stay out of politics, so forced Drummond to make the agenda his own and separate from the club. Drummond rang for mayor under his own name, campaigning for free bananas for all school children. 
He campaigned both at matches, much to the amusement of opposition fans, and also locally and away from the football pitch. On the 2nd of May 2002, Drummond, <laughs> a.k.a. Hangus the Monkey, was elected the first directly elected mayor of Hartlepool. Drummond immediately decided to concentrate on politics and ceased being Hangus. He was quoted as saying, I am Stuart Drummond. I am the mayor of Hartlepool, not the monkey. Drummond was re-elected in 2005, more than doubling his vote. So, yes, basically I wanted to use that as an excuse to ex- use the power of Cultaholic to let people know around the world because we get so many international people <laughs> and people in the UK who are completely oblivious to the story that people in the North East all know, even at a young age and an old old age, the monkey hanger story and mm-hmm. the reason why no one from Hartlepool can go to anywhere around the North East without trying to hide their accent so somebody doesn't go, well, yeah, you, you from Hartlepool? And they go, yeah, yeah, And then have to hear the story again. So, yeah. Well, what's your Hall of Fame pick? <laughs> Hangus the monkey. Hangus the monkey, the mascot of Hartlepool FC. Uh, that was then elected mayor of That Hart- was then elected mayor <laughs> Hartlepool, of Hartlepool. United to give him that full title. Come on. Sorry. Show oh, sorry. Show well, the whole United there, weren't they? Vote him in. <laughs> I'd never, I'd never heard it before I moved up here, and then somebody told me, probably with about a week of me moving here, with with great joy as well. They they told me the story, and I thought it was bollocks. And I've certainly never read the Wikipedia article. I mean, I didn't listen to much of that to be honest. But that's it's fine. it's it, no, it's a that's it's an amazing story, isn't it? I can't believe. It. What year was this? The 1600s. Uh, this is uh, 2010. 2006, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Great nomination. I went to university with a guy from Hartlepool. There's another fantastically thrilling story. Their accents accents are terrible, aren't they? Sorry, Hartlepoolians who are watching this podcast. Pools. They say everything with one more syllable than it's actually got. I'm from the Pools. Is that what they say? Yeah, Pools. What else is Hartlepool famous for? I can't say I've ever been. Jeff Stelling. Oh, yeah, the the sports commentator guy. The sporty, yeah. Muscle Jesus from NXT UK. Who? Saxon Huxley. Oh, Saxon Huxley. Is he from Hartlepool? Yeah. He certainly is. And he took great delight in hearing about three people tell the Monkey Angus story when we were at that one time in Newcastle. Bless him. Lovely. <laughs> so, yes. Just so people know. Because I thought, again, I just assumed being in the Northeast, everyone knew that story. And I was on the time to bring it up. Because we did a family quiz on Friday. So, me Scottish uncle was telling the story. Because I can't wait to go home, go back to the Northeast and, you know, go to Hartlepool. And then everyone just, you know, told him. So when you brought up on the stream, Matthew, what were people thinking you were speaking oh, about? Dude, people in the chat were like, what Hartlepool story about monkeys? I'm like, oh, wait, a pause Resident Evil. They go, oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> and people going, I've never heard that. That's amazing. So uh, so I'm going to shut up now because this is the Cultaholic podcast, not the Matthew podcast. Ross, what is your pick this week? Jeff Stellan. Quite simply put, his name has been brought up now and Jeff Stellan is a national treasure. Uh, let's just get Jeff Stellan's Wikipedia up and read the entire no. entire page. To start with. Uh, he's um he's a uh, he's a sports broadcaster who is famous for his work on Sky Sports News, Gillette Soccer Saturday. Just a fantastic presenter, a fantastic man who loves the northeast of England, which of course everyone watching this podcast through watching this podcast is overly familiar with. So Jeffrey Stellan for the Cult of Holland Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame. Adam, what are you picking quickly? Uh, I've got I've got a football thing to talk about actually before I get there. 
Um, loads of people tweeting me because I've become quite a fan of Frank Bruno because he's appeared on a lot of the British TV shows that I've been doing. Um, and I don't know the name of the show, perhaps Soccer Saturdays, Saturday. He appeared, he appeared, he's amazing. He's the funniest guy in the Soccer world. Soccer AM it was, Adam. It was Soccer, Soccer AM, AM. Yeah. sorry. He appeared on that. And apparently, I think he was, he was, um, he was trying to win money. It was either for contestants or contestants, for charity. Yeah. Okay, there you go, contestants. Uh, and he has to score a penalty or a number of penalties, I guess, in uh, an allotted amount of time. And he was dicking about, dancing around the ball, just like going back and forth for like 30 seconds, just being a total wanker. When I watched him on um, Fort Boyard a few weeks ago, they, they have... Um, if you've not seen the show, they're, uh, they're based on a fort and there are there are little people on there and he was he was trying to grab their willies the whole time he was running, he was running around going Ooh, like that it was really great well really great as great as something he's he's nuts he's obviously nuts uh, anyway my uh, my pick for the uh, for the for the hall of fame mine's a fairly serious one actually is mvp um Sorry for choosing a wrestling one. I was gonna, you know what? I was gonna do the streamaholics, but you've already mentioned them now. They've had their, they've had their praise. So MVP because um, he's been bloody brilliant since he came back. He really has, and he's elevated three men who were truly lost in the shuffle or had bad creative. One is now WWE champion. The other two are now Raw tag team champions. And I don't think it would have happened without MVP. A lot of people are saying that they want to see MVP pick up a strap as well. I completely disagree. That's what he's there for, to elevate. I almost said the younger ones, but Bobby Lashley's like, he's over 40, isn't he? I don't know how old Bobby Lashley is. He's, he's no spring That's chicken. young by WWE times. True. <laughs> um, and I just think he's done an amazing job. He's such a great talker still. He's used sparingly in the ring itself, but when he's in there, I, I enjoy watching him. I just think he's the bollocks. I really like MVP. He's been great. I'm not surprised that he had a crutch uh, at Elimination Chamber because his back must be <laughs> sore from carrying the Raw brand through 2020. Oh, they've been I amazing, completely they? agree. Uh, I love the Hurt Business, love watching them. Um, we'll get into that later on, obviously, on Monday Night Raw. But yeah, I, you're right. Even though I love the rest of them uh, in the Hurt Business, I don't think M without MVP, it's, it's that crucial bit. I didn't appreciate him the first time around when he when he was. Oh, I loved the, the hell out stuff. of him. Mate. Did you? Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, I thought it was cool that he had a bouncy castle that he walked through, but that was about it. I, don't, I was just like, I didn't get it. Yeah. He's in the William Regal category for me because when he was in the first time, I was like 13, 14, around that age, and I just, I just thought he was crap. You know, when you're young and you think William Regal's just a bit naff. Then you grow up and you sort of appreciate the nuance of what he was doing. He's one of them. He's just fantastic, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Sorry for the serious one. I don't think it'll win with uh, Hangus the monkey. <laughs> no, nor do I. I know it sucks, doesn't it, when someone puts a really compassionate one and it's like, you know, a family relative or whatever and it's just like me going, ha, 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 Hartlepool. But <laughs> in fairness, though, that is great. <laughs> I mean, hopefully all the people who watch this from Hartlepool are going to vote for MVP despite me. But you know what? The rest of you, you can vote for what you like, providing the one of these three picks, Hangus the monkey of Hartlepool, Jeff Stellan, and MVP. These three picks, well, one of these picks is yours, and you can only get it by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! The week of wrestling. Starting off with SmackDown, because that's the one that comes first. Roman Reigns started off the show, Malvin off at Edge. And this ends with Daniel Bryan coming out and going, 
Wait a minute, you don't have much of a job at Elimination Chamber. You wrestled me after my match and then just beat me in minutes. That wasn't very head of the table of you. Which sets up a main event later on between Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. And Heyman's keen to say, if Daniel Bryan wins, then maybe you'll get a shot at Fastlane. We'll see. Ooh. Apollo Crews is now proud Nigerian royalty. Apollo Crews. And this brought back happy memories for myself. I'm at old work during the World Cup 2018. Right, we, all got the, we all got the... We all got... I just left it like that, shouldn't I? Yeah. The, <laughs> the t- we're all the teams in the World Cup put the hat and each team got one out and we got Nigeria. And it was also a, a little competition at the work who have had the nice, uh, nicest group area sort of decorations and stuff. And the team managers really got into that. Uh, so I contributed by printing out all the pictures of Nigerian athletes like Ike Ayabuchi, Samuel Peter, and Power Uti are on my PC. Not we Shola from Fenham. Yeah, it hurts. Well, sure. It looked beautiful. We did not win the prize for best looking area. But Apollo certainly did on this SmackDown, defeating Nakamura and looking great. What do you think, Pachidi? I mean, I I want to give it a bit of time. It's nice that they seem to be investing in him, but we've seen them invest in in Apollo Crews for short periods before, and it hasn't paid off yet. He's he's had uh, it's been a very stop start WWE run for Apollo Crews. Um, good for him, good for him, but I I don't know, I don't know how long it'll last. Thought it was a good promo. I think, I think we're on, onto a winner here finally with Apollo Crews. Because it's one thing giving a guy a new gimmick, but it's another thing where they look convincing in that role. And I thought that promo, I mean, he's been a babyface for 95% of his WWE career. But obviously, I didn't see too much of uh, uh, Mr. Uha Nation back in the day. I'm trying to think of his name. I've completely forgotten. I've seen a lot of people on social media saying this is more like what he used to be and what got him signed to WWE. And it just made me think, like, this, maybe you look at Bobby Lashley not being, like, given MVP as his mouthpiece and just being allowed to do the wrestling. You look at Roman Reigns, stop, like, they stop trying to make him be, like, you know, what they want him to be and just let him be more natural. You look at Apollo Crews now. You're just letting people, like, focus on their strengths and just hide their weaknesses a bit more, aren't they? And I just think it's a, it's a, a gimmick he should have had a long time ago because he's been there on the main roster for five years now. <laughs> Which is mental to think about, and yeah, this is it. I think this is it. Just get all he needs now is an attire based on the the Nigeria twenty fourteen World Cup strip. That's all he needs. Fantastic kit that is. Aye. Well said. Thank you. And it's weird because it's almost like we look at everybody who is currently a good guy in NWE and goes, you know what? They would be great if they were a bad guy, because the good guys in WWE are crap. It's that smiling, waving, losing in two minutes baby face that just goes, oh, I really want to get behind that bloke. So, yeah. Uh, Tamina de- Tamina defeated Liv Morgan with a spinning rock bottom. How's your bottom two, doing lads. after this, Ross? It was puckered. Oh. Two and two, lads. Two and two. Two wins in two weeks. Two pinfall victories for Tamina, who was being held back by her own attire. It's been revealed because she's got the arms out. And ever since she's got the arms out, there's been nay stopping her. Swinging rock bottoms the lot. About time as well. That's right. You heard it here first. Street Profits, Street Profits even, defeated Sami Zayn and King Corbin. Frog splashed to Zayn after Corbin got annoyed by Sami's film crew. Bloody photographers. You know all about that, Pachidi, don't you? Can't leave I'm, your house I'm without always the getting mob, can you? Yeah. Exactly. Disgusting. Uh, Cesaro swung Seth Rollins out of his jacket. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. I should have nominated that for the Hall of Fame. It's a good look. <laughs> it's good luck, Seth Rollins in pain. 
And then Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso went to a double countout, with the idea being Bryan get to title shot at Fastlane. Who knows now? I hope that they do a bit where it ends up being a three-way at Fastlane. Bryan's kicking the dog poo out of Reigns. And then it's like, Reigns like, Jay, come here. And Jay Uso goes and like rolls up, puts Roman Reigns on top of him. One, two, three. Dan Brown's like, oh, you get. I think that'd be good. Why but not? Th- then they've got to carry on with the Brian stuff and they got the edge bit to get to, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Sorry. To You're right. It's a crap idea. I'm sorry. No, I loved it. I did. I did really love it. I, I don't know. It's a nice little, it's, it'll be a, a really fun match um, to tide us over until WrestleMania. So I'm, I'm all for it. I'm actually really happy that it's it's Edge versus Roman at WrestleMania um, oh, yeah. rather than the earlier rumoured Daniel Bryan thing. I think it's good stuff. Mm, I'm glad you're happy. Monday Night Raw. Show, show starts off Drew not believing that the freaking Miz is the champion. Drew calls out Sheamus and he wants to fight rather than talk. Good luck, Sheamus. And fight they do by Craigie. For 23 minutes, these lads hit each other very hard for a very long time. Good God, what a good match this was. Unexpected, out of nowhere. What do you think, Ross? Should have been a pay-per-view match, shouldn't it? That should have been the main event for Fastlane. The story's there. We all know going over to America together 15, 20 years ago, the the, the match they put on could have easily headlined any sort of B-level pay-per-view. Maybe could have even been an A-level pay-per-view match. It was that good, I thought. Just It was nice to see them given the time um, and the investment in the match. It was just weird to see it open in an episode of Raw. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Miz versus Lashley. Doesn't happen because the Miz has cramp. Match is rebooked for an hour later. Uh, Braun, stupid man, comes out and says, "I know Adam Pierce has something against me, probably because I headbutted him." Uh, yep. Shane McMahon denies any conspiracy and proves it by booking a tag title match between, well, with Braun and Adam Pierce versus the well, tag champions. Braun dominates the hurt business because he thinks it's 2017, and then tags in Pierce because Shane yelled at him to do so. So with a match one for his team, Pierce tags in and gets rolled up. Absolute mess from start to finish this one. <laughs> Braun Strowman, just, is he meant to be a babyface these days? Or is he meant to be a heel? I forget what reaction he gets inside the Thunderdome, which confirms what side of the tracks they're on. But the, the reasoning for him being upset with the authority, complete bollocks from start to finish. He mentioned not being a former champion, a WWE champion. That's why he was in the chamber, as if that was a thing. But the entire thing was like, oh, these are former WWE champions in the WWE Championship Chamber match. And then the fact you've got to have... Shane McMahon shouting at this monster among men supposedly called Braun Strowman and Braun listens to him. That's a load of crap as well. How am man? Come on. You forgot the bit where they made the Raw Tag Champions look like complete Yeah, that as well, yeah. It's, yeah, it was just awful. Yeah. It's just so crap. And I agree. I, don't, I have no idea who we're supposed to be rooting for, but I don't want to root for either, either of them. Well, we're supposed to be rooting for Shane McMahon because the Shane O'Mac chance, despite 2019... And despite 2018, and despite Raw Underground, they are deafening for some reason. Of course, if crowds were in the arena, we would be cheering Shane McMahon, wouldn't we? Definitely, after what we've seen over the past few years. You know what? Probably, because he is from the only year that matters, Ross, 1998. (laughs) (laughs) Elias and Jackson Riker want to team up with Damien Priest and Bad Bunny to become bigger than the Beatles. Priest then beats Elias in 15 long minutes. Apparently allegedly, possibly, according to Davey Meltz, uh, because they want Bad Bunny on TV as much as possible for maximum exposure. Makes sense. Sure. Miz versus Lashley at 10pm. Ends with Miz running for the countout after 20 seconds. MV says, 
BS and doesn't get censored. Proof that MVP is the best thing on Raw. <laughs> Shane also says piss. And it's re-rematched in an hour's time. I love how Shane McMahon was trying to make himself... I don't know if this is because I'm, I'm obviously obsessed with Shane McMahon. But he's like, I'm taking this course, me, at university or whatever. I'm really clever. And he couldn't work out what sort of a stipulation to put the miss in. <laughs> hmm, what will stop him from getting away? Hmm, let me think about this for half an hour. But I just... Did anyone else hate the way that they... It was so on the nose, like, oh, make sure you're watching in one hour's time when you will see something interesting. The clock oh, and no. everything. It, it, oh, no, it, it didn't I, happen. Make sure you're watching in one more hour's time because there will be something interesting happening there as well. There's <laughs> only so many times you can get away with that, and it's not very many until the audience figure it out and realize that, hey, there's there's no point watching and, uh, until the end. because yeah. it, it, was just, it worked in this case in a way because it's the Miz being a chicken poo heel, and I think he played that role really, really well. On, on Monday um, but yeah it's just a bit insulting as a as a viewer isn't it it's annoying I think we need to reserve special praise for The Miz and I'll plug my column on cultaholic.com that I wrote about The Miz because it's there it's in the features tab on cultaholic.com scroll down a bit and you'll see my ugly mug next to The Miz and read about it it's fantastic honestly yeah. it's alright it's there you know what? You could put that. You could read that as you listen to us talking. <laughs> I just think that you know the, the selflessness of the guy and the role he played. I thought he was playing it to, to perfect. It may just make it's conflicted, isn't it? Because you're sad the Mister. Because the first time around, I'm, I'm playing mental tennis here, like Jackie used to do back in the day. Um, it, first time around, no one bought him as WWE champion. This time around, nobody thought it was the right time for him to be champion, and he gets a week's reign. You wanted a bit more from him because he deserves it over the past five years. I go through all the stuff he's done that's been a proper hit over the past five years and makes him a worthy champion. But then he played the role so well and getting Bobby there and you want Bobby to be champion. It's, it's conflicting stuff on Monday Night Raw these days. Third time's a charm. He'll yeah. get one more go. Go on. <laughs> get for the title with Brian. I know he doesn't really need the, the title, but before Brian pisses off and goes part-time, give us, give us Ms. Brian for the universal title at some point. I'll be happy. Yeah, before Brian leaves to commentate for AEW, give him it. <laughs> uh, in between these uh, matches, it's Charlotte. She came back, she says, uh, to be Asuka's partner and didn't want to be in the Raw Women's title picture. Asuka's worked so hard to be champion for the last six months, but Bianca Belair chose to face Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. That leaves Asuka alone. So, eh, no one else is going for it, so Charlotte wants a title shot now. Oh, Asuka isn't here, though, because Shayna Baszler kicked her teeth in. Um, so she knows she'll be back. Baszler and Nia come out and be like, no one likes you, Charlotte. So then Charlotte bravely beats Shayna, even after Nia attacked her at the bell in three minutes. Wow. I don't know why. Why isn't it that people dislike Charlotte after such a <laughs> lovely, endearing promo such as this? Adam. I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I found Raw as a whole this week so tedious. I do not envy... Uh, you, Ross, or Tom Campbell for having to sit through this absolutely awful television show uh, e every week. And and yeah, Charlotte just being like, yeah, I'll, I'll do, it, do it then. I'm the, I'm the default challenger for the for the Raw Women's title, despite the fact that we're, we're, we're tag partners or whatever. It's just, it's just the worst. It's the drizzling poos, isn't it? I can't be arsed with it. It's just crap writing, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, we need someone to be a challenger here. Oh, I'm Charlotte, and I've remembered that I can challenge for this now or something. Just get get there in a better and a more palatable, palatable way. There must be a way that makes Charlotte like not as hateable as she is right now. It's um, 
She's a strange thing on Monday Night Raw these days, because last week's promo where she's like, Rick, I'm sick of being in your shadow, old fella. Get yourself home, Bonnie lad. I was thinking that's got to be sort of like a character reset for Charlotte, like because everything about her makeup is just Ric Flair, a knockoff Ric Flair, a tribute to Ric Flair, whatever way you want to look at it. But she comes out and just did all this, the same stuff as she always does. It. It's just she says stuff and then it conflicts what she actually does and then vice versa. It's just... Because I, I feel like me and Adam, especially, are the only ones who sort of defend Charlotte for being good at wrestling. That's and her And her booking is not really her fault. Is she supposed to turn around and say, nah, I'm not doing this, boss, what you want me to do on your professional wrestling show? What you're meant to do is just the writing for her is terrible and I need to sort it out. Hmm. Yeah, good wrestler, bad booking. Yeah. Uh, Riddle and Lucha House Party may have had a wacky backstage bit, but I skipped it because I'm worried that stupidness is contagious. Uh, defeated Retribution very easily. Uh, so Ali challenged Riddle and then defeated him after a, a thing. It was it was meant to be a backstabber, apparently. Ross, say, yeah, it was yeah. meant to, it was meant yeah. to hit a top rope backstabber, but it, it, it didn't go to plan. Um, but Ali, uh, with the help of Retribution, got the win. And I, you know what, I, I didn't mind this. So the, the, the match or the matches weren't all that, obviously, but it, it was it was quite kind of nice to see Retribution working together and achieving the goal of winning a wrestling match, uh, not as a unit, but they all they all helped out Ali out after weeks of failure or uh, failure since their debut, I guess. Uh, so it was actually, it was, it was actually all right. Shame Retri- about the botch virage. Retribution are dead. They're dead. Yeah, we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it now. But like, it was hopefully the like the next sort of chapter of this story of retribution is Ali realizing, yeah, I don't really need you, lads. I beat Riddle because he's a heel, obviously. He'd ignore the fact he was helped. I I just don't need you, lads. I'll go and do things on my own now because they came out for that lumberjack match. The entire sort of mindset of retribution is to take down WWE. Yet they're out there to ensure at the, at the boss's behest that we get a, a fine and competitive straight down the middle sort of matchup with no shenanigans whatsoever. That they're, they're gone. It made like the, the booking's been bad, but now it just makes flat out no sense and just end it, I reckon. What's the point? Just makes no sense anymore, does it? Big Agreed. fans though. Yeah, big fans. <laughs> and then Miz versus Lashley part three. Lumberjack match, as Ross just said, ending with Lashley making Miz tap out with the Hurt Lock in three minutes to become the new WWE champion. Bloody hell. It was a weird, I'll obviously summarize this, but it was a bit weird having Miz versus Lashley as well as Drew versus Sheamus blown off on Raw and not Fastlane or even WrestleMania. You'd figured there'd be a long chase and a reward and finish, especially for Lashley Miz, like, you know, the Honky Tonk Man or the Golden State Killer. But instead, we just got them blown off. <laughs> Thank you. Um, blown off on this random episode of Raw. And it's like, yay, Lashley won. I'm happy for him because this is a business about beating people up and being cool and stuff. And Lashley's doing that. He is also technically a heel, even though he's chasing Miz and choking out Matt Riddle. So it's good. Could have been better. What do you think, Pacini? I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. It, the, the timing is all off um, with this sort of road to WrestleMania, and yet yeah, it, it should have happened at, at Fastlane, and I don't really see much reason for it not happening at Fastlane. But I don't know. It's a, I guess it's a reason to watch Raw, isn't it, where a, a big title change can happen. So I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the beginning of Raw, and I enjoyed the end of Raw, and everything else just existed. Yeah, I agree with you, Matthew, but I can, I also enjoyed it as well, so I agree with Adam as well. It's um, bizarro land on Monday Night Raw these days. Yeah. We didn't so, mention yeah. Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, God. What oh, a, yeah. 
Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> talk to the fiend impersonating on in the form of Randy Orton. The Just essence, like the yeah. essence of the fiend is inside Randy Orton, much like Venom. I think of Spider Man. Is that when he gets in? Sure. Is that, like, yeah, no, yeah. no, that's good. That is good, Ross. Yes. Is it? I'm sort of half remember from the, the cartoons when I was a kid. Venom's inside Peter Parker, isn't it? No. No. It was nearly that. Um, oh, the Venom is a symbiote. It's from. Uh, uh-huh. It's from the space, symbiote. I think. So it, it comes attached to Eddie Brock, who actually hates Peter Parker. Ah. So it's a bit awkward. But then at one point, Spider Man does get some of it on him and he has the suit, and it's actually like, it's can you all right this, isn't it? And it. Starts getting more control, and he's like, "Get off me!" I right, so the fiend, the, the the essence of the fiend is inside Alexa Bliss, and she's passed it on to Randy Orton, and now the <laughs> essence of the fiend is making Randy Orton do things that Randy Orton can't remember because he's being his mere mortal vessel, lads, is being overtaken by this mythical power called the fiend. You know, it's um, it's compelling stuff. It's um, <laughs> I think it's awful, me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I funny though, Ross. To interrupt, Ross. What you just said was complete bollocks, but that was right. Yes, that is what's <laughs> happening. Is it right? Do they, do they know? <laughs> I just think they do spooky bollocks for the sake of spooky bollocks, and then we can all just work it out, and we'll just take whatever we want from it. Because I don't think they know at this point. That, that's the gist I get from it. Um, <laughs> it's just weird how we're in this. I just think that they're just trying to fill time, aren't they? Bless them while the, the world's upside down. It's. Because I was just you think about all like all of the spooky bollocks that's happened, like during these lockdown times. You think of uh, AJ Styles; he got buried alive at WrestleMania, and they, they never explained how he got out. I don't mind the fact that he did got out. Get out! I just want to know how. Jeff Hardy made his face change in a pub with Sheamus last summer. Every single oh, yeah. week, we're, we're seeing just spooky bollocks for the shit, the sake of spooky bollocks. It's. Uh, I just think that this whole Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton thing's naff, and it's not the fault of them, because when Alexa and Randy are doing the things they're being told to do, I think they're pretty convinced in, in their roles. It's just naff, isn't it? <laughs> You're right, but I'm looking forward to Brian saying the exact same thing that Hugh just said in his announcer voice, and be like, well, that's right. That's right, Samoa <laughs> Joe. The essence of the fiend is in Alexa Bliss, and now she's using it to control the form of Randy Orton. That's manifested itself as a black goo and the cough in the lung of Randy Orton. WrestleMania is brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the silly, stupid promotion to the ultra-serious, never-silly company known as AEW, Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet took on Jade Cargill and Shaq to open up AEW Dynamite this week. And you know what? Bloody hell, I was ready for this to be, you know, silly, silly, bollock, bollock. But Shaq looked as good as he's going to look for... A nearly 50-year-old yeah. famous basketball player who only started promoting this match on his social media this week, presumably after some gentle prodding by Tony Khan. Can you hurry up and tweet this, please? <laughs> um, and I thought it was very well done for what it was. The heat was there from the crowd, and it's actual real heat, not, you know, screens. Uh, like until Cody no-sold the powerbomb and then just got up and body-slammed Shaq like it was nothing. I was like... All right, Cody. There could have been a bit more build to the body slam, couldn't there? <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit weird. The um, Yeah, Cody the, looked like he couldn't work next to Shaq. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the crossbody through the table was a thing of beauty. It was the safest crossbody I've ever seen. And I know Shaq is like a brick wall and he's got all the mass behind him. But the, the, the speed at which they fell, it was just so, it was so wonderful. Uh, and it was just the safest thing I've ever seen. I really, really enjoyed it. And Jade Cargill came out looking class, didn't she? Just the, the perfect booking. It really, really was. Her getting the pin, great. 
Do you want to know my damaged mindset, right? I'm looking at Jade Cargill, right? Flawless from head to toe, as we all know. She hops in the ring for a like, debut on international broadcast television. In there with Shaquille O'Neal. The pressure's on. She nails that as well. I'm sat there wondering, what, what's, the, what's the flaw with you, Jade Cargill? There's got to be something, and I want to know what it is. What's the? Because nobody's perfect, but she might just be after, after what we've seen so far on Dynamite. <laughs> See, I saw someone getting ready. I think everyone predicted this was going to be you know, a mess, and someone said, yeah, she was Jade, all right, green. But I watched it and went, nah. Don't know what you're looking at, pal. Yeah, no. Her doing the figure four, put... Leaning on one arm and flexing with the other. I'm like, I like you, Jade. You're all right. You can stay. Red, Red Velvet was good as well. Like, yep. credit to her as well. She did that stuff because she's not been mm. built up at all on Dynamite. Like, no. I don't know where, how we're supposed to know who she is just based off what we've seen on Dynamite. But uh, I loved it, me as a match. It makes such a big difference, doesn't it, when the, the celebrity guest is, like, invested in wrestling. Because you saw with the Brody Lee tribute that he did, the, the Shaq's like a fan, isn't he? Just you watch Pat McAfee on NXT, just makes a massive difference when the people know like what they're doing, like in terms of, like you know not knowing about wrestling. I'm trying to say. What do you make yeah. of the, the? I thought it was a bit weird where he got in the in the back of the ambulance and then Tony Schiavone went to go and interview him for some reason, despite the fact that the man's clearly hurt. And then the door opens and he has teleported away. What was what was that about? I've, I've been heavily affected by Monday Night Raw because the same dread that overcomes my being when I see Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton doing their stuff on Monday Night Raw, took over me, but I was thinking, nah, they've not turned Shaquille O'Neal into a, a spooky fiend-esque sort of being on they have. Because <laughs> I was thinking, the way it was set up, like, they're going to revisit this later in the night, Shaq will be backstage throttling Tony Khan, say, let me get my hands on Cody or something like that. There was nothing though, was there? It was just it was weird. How it was not referenced again. Cody's in the ladder match, right on on <laughs> Sunday. I want to see the lights go out. They come back up, and Shaq's there in the ring, head to toe, coughing up black goo everywhere. <laughs> just rip the whole thing off. Now I'm hoping for in the street fight, the cinematic, hopefully not street fight that we're getting with Sting and Darby. It's like, oh no, it turns out a really old blokey and a guy that's still learning aren't good enough for this massive, great big team with no rules. The lights go out. And it's Shaq with his face stood up. And just looking at Tony go, it's Shaq! <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, unrelated, the Death Triangle killed three dudes in about a minute. Mm. Good times. Yeah. We get still photos of last week's attack on the Bookstad getting attacked. So we don't see the ginger jog we saw last time. <laughs> oh no, my dad's getting his head kicked in. Thank you to the lads who put the Baywatch theme oh, on yeah. top of that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John, and the other one. We get the <laughs> Inner Circle press conference with cameos from some guy from Barstool Sports, whose mic doesn't work, Conrad Thompson, man of a thousand podcasts, another guy from Barstool pod, uh, Sports who was Brandon Walker, who did the Vengeance Day kickoff show. Yeah. That's like, like Rick Rude showed up on Raw Nitro. Huge. <laughs> what a get. What a get. Yeah. How's he getting on all these shows? Adam, that, uh, Adam, there's website. something we do as a company, right, that pisses off these promotions. Yeah. We should be there, not him. I, I, I agree. I, I got uh, nothing to add to that, really. Is he in cahoots there? In conflict with Soldier Boy? I don't it, think he is. It's because he's a looker, isn't it? It's we, we don't have the aesthetics to do it. <laughs> he seems good. He seems good at his job. I thought he was decent on the kickoff show as well. Can yeah. you hook us up, please? What was his name? Braden Walker. Yeah, Tall Braden man. Walker. Yes, that's exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Braden. <laughs> uh, and also Eric Bischoff. 
MJF calls the books malnourished Matt and I wish my hair was thick, Nick. <laughs> and then the books show up and put them through tables after telling everyone how great and strong and how good AEW is thanks to them. Like they do every week. What did they call uh, Except there what was they two Conrad? Turkey so what do they call? Turkey tits. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. We love turkey tits over in the England, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> turkey tits and chips. Mm. Young Bucks are really unlikable, aren't they? Yes. AEW yeah. wouldn't exist if it wasn't for us. Chris Jericho, yeah. what would you be doing if AEW wasn't here? You'd be jerking the curtain in NXT, which we all know it just wouldn't happen. It just... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Have we mentioned that we don't like the other company yet? Uh, it's like, all right, cool. Thanks, Buck. Oh, wait. I mean, um, um, yeah, you know what? I've always liked the Young Bucks, and we definitely we can do everything that Brandon Walker can do. I thought that That's Bishop's right. question was quite funny to Jericho, where he's like, uh, where does it rank on your list of stupid things that you've done that you've uh, made the Young Bucks pissed off and they're going to come at you with, avenge- with a vengeance or something like that? And I was thinking if there's one thing that I don't buy personally, you might disagree with his lads, in professional wrestling, it's when the Young Bucks, and Matt in particular, tries to look hard. It's like if I was stood here going like, pissed off now. I'm going to come and fight you, lads. I'm going to come, come next door, Adam. I'm going to punch you in the face. You don't buy it, do you? Or do you? No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I don't know, actually. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, Ross, but now I'm wondering, like, if I saw you mad, how I'd react. Because we do this podcast so much, I just think I've just said something bad about, you know, Tamina. What, do I look mad on the podcast, right? No, no, but I mean, like, if I saw you mad in real life, I don't know, would I just go, uh-oh? To wait until oh, the lockdown. Well, I think, is this a gimmick? <laughs> I'll see you next door in that studio oh, in a few oh, months' no. time, hopefully, yeah? We'll count down to that. We'll do what Matt Jackson does. Like, you know, oh, if you do like Matt Jackson does, it's all right. I'll leave you the fire exit by the time you get there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as if this was the crazy enough episode, Onida appeared to big up the exploding barbed wire match that he made himself as clips ripped from YouTube, just saying, uh, showed on AEW of the very first Exploding barbed wire match that Onita had with Tarzan Goto in 1990. Why Guess how old he is. He's in his 50s, isn't he? Higher. 60s. 63. I couldn't believe it when I Googled it. That's according to Wikipedia, oh. though, so it might be wrong. So you're saying NXT champion Onita <laughs> could be happening. Oh, Ross, you made me a happy guy. Uh, an FTR and Tully versus Jurassic Express with Jojo Dillon at ringside. Because this is just a stupid, crazy episode of AW, I guess, this week. Uh, Tully teased a dive, uh, but then didn't, because obviously not, but then did nail the slingshot suplex onto Marco. And after kicking out a ton of finishes, a masked individual interfered to help Tully get his win, his first one in 31 years, according Excalibur. And oh god, it's Sean Spears with his midlife crisis haircut. Yeah, I just I, I I wanted to be excited about this, and I think the reveal was pretty effective. Like it played out as well as it could do for it being Sean Spears. I just don't care. I've never ever ca- I, there's something about him. I just I don't think he belongs with the the caliber of talent that that are not in AEW as a whole, but like with, with FTR and with Tully there, and I just uh, I'm. I feel a bit bad for him so far in AEW because I was reading that apparently his um, his glove thing was cancelled because of COVID and travel restrictions and not being able to get get down with Tully or something like that. And the other thing he was doing with the the chair, the other failed gimmick, something got in the way of that that wasn't his fault. So maybe give him a chance, maybe, and see what happens. But I do get that feeling. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I do get that feeling. It's a bit like odd seeing him in there with 
presumably what's going to be a main event group going forwards. But I reckon, I reckon Cody's going in there as well because Arn at the end there. It was weird how he stuck about and went like that and then was like, Tully and JJ, mm-hmm. how are you doing, buddy lads? I reckon Cody will be the lead man. I'm all right with him joining with them because he can be the T-bar of the group and just take the loss anytime as a six-man or four-man team. And I disagree with what you said, Pachiti. I think he has the talent of Tully Blanchard in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> then the debut of Paul White again. It's just, wow, what an episode this was. And he's commentating. Grr. And he doesn't know the name of the pay-per-view. AW Evolution. Because he evolves, he doesn't revolve. There it is. Thank you. And people have said, why didn't they have him surprisingly show up on Dynamite? Why did they announce it on a Wednesday in the midday? And it's probably because he's yeah, he's only commentating. Imagine how worse it would be if he showed up and like, my God, it's Paul White. He's Paul White. And he sat at the desk talking. It well, wouldn't have gone over well. So that's fair enough. But he teased now that someone Hall of Fame worthy is going to show up soon. And when he this person does show up, Big Show will have known it was going to happen before everyone else does. Thanks, Paul White. So I, I can't figure it think? out. Honestly, there are, there are, there are so Lesnar, many names. Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have no Ooh, idea. I, nah. I, it, it could be, his contact book, actually, his phone book will be massive, Paul White. So it could literally be anybody. It Your depends how much stuff... How much stuff? How much stuff goes into uh, this Hall of Fame worthy thing? Does that mean they're in the Hall of Fame now because they're worthy to be there, or they're not in a Hall of Fame but they are worthy? To be, I don't know. Could be anybody. It's got to be somebody that's not in the the Hall of Fame. It's, it's, it's the WWE right. Hall of Fame. They just can't say those three letters. Go on. If it was himself and it was a heel turn on his behalf already. Oh, start off things hot. Hey. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's exactly what it's going to be. God, well done. <laughs> Now, I was going to say Hall of Fame worthy, so it's going to be Pete Rose. <laughs> God, how about it? Nyla Rose versus Rio Mizunami. Uh, it's a good match. Yeah. I was slightly disappointed just from the fact that, you know, when they have a tournament with all these people from Japan and then the rest of the world in, and you're like, oh, boy, what's it going to be? And then Nyla Rose gets another shot, and you're like, oh, okay. Because no offense to words, she's good and everything, but you, after seeing all the pe- possibilities of what you could have had, and then this decider match, it was her. It's like, all right, good match though, but I'm very happy that Rio won. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know anything about her, but she was really impressive from what I saw. I think they've done a bit of a disservice to the to the women involved in the tournament just because I don't think they've really hyped it enough and they didn't broadcast the majority of the matches. And I can understand why some of them they wouldn't want to put on their TV show uh, or anything just because it looks very aesthetically different to what they're actually producing. Um but it was a difficult one to get invested in. But I think they nailed it in the final, at least. This was actually a, a, a step up for the women's action on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not, the women's tournament stuff. Just because they were given longer than sort of three or four minutes in the second hour, that's the, that's the main difference. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it was weird to see. I just thought Britt Baker was a shoe in me, personally. Mm-hmm. Weird, isn't it? But uh, she's on right. the kickoff show, isn't she, instead? Sorry, the buy-in on uh, Sunday. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, if there's one thing AEW maybe has an issue with is because they have these huge pay-per-views that it's often there's too much stuff for them to get, even on a two-hour show and then dark and then all the other YouTube shows they had this week. It still wasn't enough to get everything across. But then again, I think I'll complain about having too much wrestling to watch. So boo friggin' who. Uh, this is Sting segment. Uh, as Tony Schiavone saying, I've known you for decades and Sting, you've never looked better. He looks good. Did you say that? I thought you said like um, you looked haven't looked as good for five years or something like that, didn't he? No, he, he said, and I quote, "You've never looked better." Oh, fair enough. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it must be true because he ran off Team Taz again. Oh God! Again, I think this must just boil down to the the too much stuff for one wrestling show thing. Because surely this segment would have been longer on just a normal episode of Dynamite, and it wouldn't have ended with Taz or Team Taz once again. Run away going, well, we'll get you next time. You won't be so lucky. While an old man and a smaller man just stand there in the ring. You're right. Remember like Beatrix Potter running away from a farmer whose carrot is taken? (laughs) (laughs) Get you. I think it was really lazy. I I, I thought it was a really quite lazy, uninspired segment. Um, As far as like Sting comes out, then um, Stark, uh, Ricky Starks comes out. um, And... Sting gets the upper hand, but then the big guy comes out, and then uh, the, all of Team Taz, and then uh, Darby makes the save. And it, I this, just thought it was just a bit formulaic, a bit crap. This segment has happened, as you've just said it there, at least seven times. Maybe yep. nine, maybe 15, maybe 20. It's happened so many times, and each time Team Taz just looked like crap. <laughs> yeah. Max Caster advances <laughs> to the big friggin' ladder match on Sunday after Jack Evans twats 10 with a boombox. Also, Scorpio Sky does commentary and... Uh, he's a heel now. He's he's suddenly got a personality and that personality is a dick. So, happy for him. Can't wait to see that YouTube show that gets hyped up every time I watch anything on Dynamite. <laughs> John Silver and Hangman Page beat Big Money Matt and Mark Quinn to set up the singles match at AW Revolution. It's a funny way to end Revolution... End the Dynamite episode, but God, what a lot of wrestling. Even Jim Ross and Tony were tired just commentating by the end of this. A lot of stuff did happen last night. A lot of stuff. Maybe too much for one show, you you could argue. 
But it's a nice issue to have, isn't it? There wasn't really much, you know, filler last night, was there? No. And they still managed 30 minutes at the beginning for for, for Big Shaq, which might not even play out on Sunday. So they, they did have to squeeze a lot in considering, I guess, Shaq's schedule. And it had to be that week. So they, they only really had 90 minutes to play with, I guess. I think they yeah. did a pretty good job. I've seen people on Twitter calling this like top three episodes of AEW Dynamite ever. And I, I was like, I was watching, I was really enjoyed it and everything, but I was like, have I, have I missed something here? Is it? I'd, I'd, I'd say that's a fair comment. Yeah, I'd say it's really? up there. Yeah, just because, okay. as I say, like, there, was no, there was no filler, was there? Every, every, every segment, there was something important happening, wasn't there? Was yeah. there? Yeah, you're right. I'm losing yeah. faith in my own convictions. No, no I think you're right. <laughs> everything served a purpose, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that purpose yeah. will hype up the pay-per-view this Sunday, not Saturday. For a change. First time they're doing Sunday instead of Saturday. Don't know why that is. I'm scared God, though for I mean, the future just thinking on. about it there. Because like all these new shows that's coming, these good dynamites that we're seeing, they're just going to become more few and far between, aren't they? Because all these hours of TV they've now got to fill and hours of YouTube they've got to fill. The one issue that we're all like we're all saying back in the day, weren't we? We hope they don't go the same route as WWE and having 25 million hours per week to fill and they're going there. At the very least right now, Dynamite's the A show and the AW show is the Taz show. So, you know, if you like that thing, you can watch it, and it's very different. Or you just listen to it as a podcast like I do. So, at least there's that. It's not AW, but more. NXT. Uh, did anyone watch it this week? I saw the YouTube highlights. Same. Good times. I only saw <laughs> the uh, Roderick Strong bit. So, uh, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch defeated... Oh, Champa and Thatcher, because <laughs> we can't have anything good in this world. Elevate Stay on now, Matthew. Implanted. Your boys Sorry. were there. It's leading mm. somewhere, Matthew. That will mm. get well, no, because you'll be saying, "Oh, it's not as good as they were in Dub X Dub." It looks like yeah. Thatcher's going back in with the boys. And you know what? This week of all weeks, it is one calendar year since the last time I was at a wrestling show, which was Dub X Dub's 16 Carat. When we la- we said God, goodbye, you did to that Thatcher. late, didn't you? Fourth of. Fourth of March. It really was looking back Close at it now, line. like really risky, uh, considering. But at that time, it was like COVID, schmovid. We're going to do our wrestling. That's the. Th- I, I went and, to one uh, the week before. Yeah, I think you what? did. You go as well at uh, the MEW show in Long Benton. That that happened like the week um, before, and it's a weird thing because we all thought that um, we all thought that that COVID was going to turn out to be like bird flu and we wouldn't hear anything more after two weeks. And then, you, yeah, well, here we are a year later. It, it was almost like one of those dramatic scenes like Indiana Jones running underneath the giant stole, stone thing coming <laughs> to crush him. I was like getting the hat and everything just as it shuts because after that, everything shut. Germany shut. England went, it'll be all right. We're not Italy. And then later on, it shut. And it was like, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, so it's just bizarre. Now everyone I'll go with, it's on Twitter going like, yeah, is everyone is everyone doing what the tradition of not being in Germany, but doing what we do there, which is have 15 McDonald's meals because it's the only thing nearby the bloody arena and uh, have a schnitzel from the bowling place. I was going to say, that's I a know, Thursday night for me. Yeah, free Stop. delivery on Just Eat at the moment. I've gone crazy. The Grand Big Mac, extra Big Mac sauce. I ate four last week. Four? Not even I do that. (laughs) Lockdown's not been kind. Somebody I saw on the on a Reddit thread in some like rap subreddit. They were talking about the Soldier Boy thing. The top comment was, "Who is Adam Pachiti?" And somebody replied, "Oh, he's a he's a skinny fat wrestling journalist from the UK." (laughs) 
<laughs> what a wonderful me. issue to have being skinny <laughs> fat. <laughs> you haven't seen my shirt off. It's not pretty. Sorry, carry on. Uh, NXT, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, but did you have that uh, before or after the fruit pasta lollipop? Four. Four oh, in a night. Good God. God. Yeah, so yeah, dub x dub. I'll just try and, you know, right now, these they may be dog pigs next to me, but right now I've just got flashbacks of all that set to Creed, my sacrifice, so I'll try and get on. <laughs> Ember Moon defeated Alia with the Eclipse. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Gutted that they retained. Oh, this is saucy though, Matthew. Bit of saucy said, action towards ooh. the end, not involving the ladies before. I'm oh. <laughs> excited. Adam Pierce. Well, the referee got knocked down, didn't he? So Adam Pierce, who is, of course, more synonymous with the main roster than NXT, he comes down with a as named Raw referee, and the Raw referee does. I don't know if it was a bit of a quick count, but it was certainly it was on it was on his toes, you know, to make sure that Nia and Shayna kept the titles. So maybe just maybe a bit of like interpromotional warfare is about to kick off. And you've got shades of that with Roman as well. Roman's constantly commenting, uh, and, and Heyman as well, about how, hey, SmackDown's the only show to watch. They might be about to do brand warfare right. If they're sowing these seeds now, I, I, I'm up for that. As long as it, you know, because normally it just happens near Survivor Series time. All, all of a sudden, people care what shirt color they're wearing four weeks before the show. But actually, if they do it properly, I, I can get behind that. Could last an entire year. But it's just weird, because I don't think Adam Pearce has ever been on NXT in sort of an authority role before, so I thought that was just weird how... And the commentator as well saying, that's a role referee. Got to go somewhere, hasn't it? Do you think that's it? Regal's going to come out next week and goes, I'm so annoyed by Pierce doing that that I'm going to move NXT from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. So when <laughs> Pierce next time he decides to see something and go, I have to go to the Capitol Centre, show up, it'll be a Wednesday, it'll be shut. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they lose the titles or something. Uh, Cameron Grimes def- uh, defeated Bronson Reed, even though he tried to pay him off before the match, which the angle and idea is nice, but the commentators are really hitting you over the head with that WWE, do you get it yet, stick that they like. Hey, it's like Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man, 80, the net. like, all right, we got it. But yeah, Cameron Grimes is still doing it good though. Oh yeah. And, what and I like Eli the- Drake oh, as well. Costin, so there's Eli. No, Eli, he sorry, what's nothing, it? didn't he? No, 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 no. He, he came down and he cost Bronson Reed the, the match. So there's his first yeah, feud. Yeah. And I can get into that as well. He did his lovely speech where he just talked and talked and it was like, it, I like it, him, it sounded nice, but it said nothing, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sound and fury signifying Eli Drake. Uh, then Finn Balor beat Roderick Strong, the 1916. And I like. Roderick Strong going, get out here, Adam Cole. I need to have a word of you. And Finn Balor just rocking up and going, I don't care about you, you lot being dicks to each other. You were a dick to me for ages. Nah, get in line. Mm. That's like Finn Balor doing that. He's a good guy, yet he's not taking any BS. What a crazy mm. concept, Ross. Yeah, I know. It Smiling is weird, Finn Balor, losing in two minutes. Anyway. And that was a long, interesting week of wrestling. Was that it for NXT? Any other thoughts? I don't know. I was waiting for you to sort of <laughs> say something and trigger a memory in my mind. <laughs> That's a good sign, isn't it, Ros? That's how it works on this week in wrestling stuff. I forget everything until you say something, and it's like, oh, that did happen. I like after all the stuff we've read, you're like, is that it? Is there no more? It just fell short. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The problem is, let us know in the comments, and I won't read them. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> Let's have a little old rummage in the little old mailbag. Number one. Hi, all. Use your genuflection here. 
but a particular note to Jack. Based on last week's podcast and some Twitter stuff this week, it sounds like you're having a rougher than normal time of it. Stay strong. You're a stand-up chap, one of the good guys, but there'll always be things that grind you down. Just remember that you are appreciated and respected by so, so many that watch and listen to the content you create, and you deserve to feel comfort due to the fact that you bring happiness to other people's daily lives, many of whom you've never met. Keep your pecker up. Anyway, <laughs> some, anyway, something that Tom said on a graded video in relation to Zaro has been playing on my mind this week. Namely, that there have been a had there been a crowd at Elimination Chamber, his pull-ups from the roof of the cage would have got a huge pop. This got me to thinking: what booking decisions would a live crowd have forced to be different over the last year had they been present? What sort of lines might WWE have had to change owing to the sheer noise it shows? I'm thinking on the lines of how Becky Lynch could not be turned heel over Charlotte as the crowds would not have let her, regardless of what post-production rewriting of history Kevin Dunn might have tried. Would Tucker have remained relevant after turning on Otis? No. Who's Tucker? Um, would Drew have lost the belt sooner, having had the pop and continued support of the fans, rather than holding out for them coming back so he could have his moment? Would Sasha Bailey have played out differently? It would be interesting to hear your thoughts, Thank you, guys. Keep up the fabulous work. Don't ever get to thinking that you're not a positive force in tough times. Yours, Peter Collins. P.S. Oh, I sent a question ages ago that I genuinely would like an answer for. What are the best books about wrestling or a wrestler that you've read? I'm a school librarian, and that sweet, sweet library budget won't spend itself. <laughs> what a good lad. Well, thank you very much for the question and the thoughts there, Peter. Um, yours and others have been shared Say that again, Matthew in English. Uh, your thoughts have been shared amongst other people. I've sent messages via Discord and on Twitter and everywhere else like that. And we very much appreciate it, even if Jack isn't here. He's too busy watching Goodfellas, which I've sent him a copy of. So he can actually oh, watch it. Well, I haven't watched YouTube video, yes. Hopefully you'll take that in the correct meaning and not be mad at me. But <laughs> yes, thank you very much for saying so, Paul. We really much appreciate it. The one that springs to mind immediately is uh, is is Nakamura for me at the beginning of this year because he he had that standout performance in the Gauntlet match, uh, and then he had a really good match the following week against Jey Uso, um, and I'm not sure we would have got the the Cesaro stuff. Um, had a live crowd be there because I think they would have already been invested uh, more so in Nakamura, and maybe Nakamura would have gone on to be in the Elimination Chamber, but they can sort of sweep that under the rug because there's no crowd there. That's the one that sprang to mind immediately when you said that. Toke would have at least got a feud with Otis coming out of that thing if there was a crowd there because there would have been a reaction that they couldn't ignore. Um, but the main one for me, there was that, that period of time where it felt like every single week Randy Orton was having a match on Raw and the lights would go down and either Alexa Bliss or The Fiend would interfere in the match. That would have been booed out the building eventually, surely, just because the sheer amount of times the same thing happened. It felt like to me, at least I could be wrong here, week after week after week. So surely that would have changed things just by negative reaction. It did at home, but I'm not sure that would have happened because the people in the arenas would have just thought, hey, this is cool visually. And they might have got behind it just because it's it's spooky bollocks and it's quite fun. I'm not sure that the, the dodgy booking would have played into it as much. The, yeah. the, the crowd started to turn just before lockdown, didn't it? Towards the fiends, because like, he was doing the same thing week after week that back then as well, wasn't he? Certainly wasn't getting the reaction that he was before. I'm not sure about Tucker either, because uh, I think they held off too long there. 
And I'm not sure that the investment in Otis was there by that point as much as it was certainly at like Money in the Bank and around that time. Yeah, I think like the second that he got Money in the Bank and then someone said, well, what's the plan? And Vince was like, what plan? <laughs> uh, yeah, poor Tucker, whoever yeah. he is. Um, I was going to say Retribution would have been booed or laughed at, but I'm like, wait a minute, they've done nothing. What am I t- <laughs> they wouldn't have had that major push. What major push? <laughs> Major Push would be the name of somebody who joins them. Um, <laughs> I will have to say, not to beat a dead horse in the ground, but probably Charlotte right now on Raw, especially when Shayna this week said some things about, like, you, only you think you're as good as the person that says these things and all the rest. She said, yeah, you know, a bad guy could say something about you. Um, you know, it could be like a lying exaggeration, but it really sucks if they say about you, and it's true. You know, it could be quite detrimental to the character. And, yeah, because when it comes to Asuka, who, along with MVP, carried Raw last year, even though there was no crowds, there was just weird-looking TV screens and silence, they still gave it that enthusiasm. She's been way more helpful than Charlotte has been. So I think, yeah, it's a good thing that there aren't any crowds right now for Charlotte. I think Charlotte's traje- trajectory, rather, would have looked a lot different following... Um, her beating Rhea Ripley as well. I think she would. There's no yeah. way they could have brought her back as a sort of semi face um, if she had taken the time away still. Uh, and I think Rhea Ripley might have been called up to the main roster to prop a feud with Charlotte and maybe do something at SummerSlam or something like that. I, I think things would have looked very different for Charlotte. Hmm. Ah, thank you for the question. Oh, the oh. books as well. Oh yeah, can't be, be funny if we ignored them a second time. I guess. Uh, what was a book you'd recommend, Pachidi? Oh, I don't really have uh, that many. I mean, Bret Hart's is, uh, what was it, Hitman, My Real Life in the Cartoon World of Wrestling. Is that the full title? Bret Hart's autobiography is the best that I've ever written. Um, but I also read um, over Christmas written? a couple of years ago. <laughs> you ever written? Did I say written? Yeah, I did. did help him out. I did Did you just spoil something? Oh, my Sorry. God. I can't believe Sorry. it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I read um, a book called The Wrestling by a guy called Simon... Garfield, Simon Garfield, um, which was about British wrestling in the 80s. And there's a few chapters about um, what a lot of the more popular wrestlers did after ITV dropped them. And that was really fascinating. So I'd recommend that as well. Oh, and Regal's Walking a Golden Miles, decent as well. Bit old now, but good. Yeah, I was, I was going to say Regal's. I'm not re- I've not really read too many wrestling books, but uh, Regal's is... I've read Foley's second one. What was the oh. second one? Have a Nice Day was the first. Oh, I can't remember what the second I, I read Countdown yeah, uh, to Lockdown, the TNA one. That was good. Foley is good. Foley is yes, good. Foley, yeah, got, one. got that from Smith's paperback. Uh, yeah, the first two Foley books are... <laughs> Seven pounds. <laughs> the first two Foley books I recommend, they go a bit like Mick Foley talks about, you know, getting his feet checked for a new pair of shoes, level of stories after that, but... But the first two, absolutely. Just read the first one, in fact. Uh, Countdown to Lockdown was decent, just because I haven't really read that much about behind-the-scenes TNA and that sort of period, so that was interesting. But there were were a lot of anecdotes that could have probably been left out as well. I'd recommend uh, Jericho's because he leaves all the details in. That's why he's got four books so far. What's happened to lighting on my camera? Am I about to get hit by a nuclear bomb? or What's happening? He's wearing a glove like Michael Jackson. Ben Michael Jackson and Sean Spears. Um, oof. The, yeah. Oof. God, that one stung a bit. There we go. I'm back to normal. 
Yeah, he goes in great detail, and like Foley's book, the bits where he's talking about wrestling and going through Mexico and Japan and all this are amazing. Him talking about, and then I met Megadeth, and then I met Skid Row. We're like, that's fantastic. I would brag about this as well, but whatever, who cares? <laughs> and then I took a photo with James Heffield. <laughs> okay. Um, along with that, because I've been reading a lot of books right now. Um, I had one that's gone. You know, you know what? Those are great books. They're all great books. Just... Bret Hart's book. That was it. You, rem you reminded me that... Did you see the Yokozuna documentary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Bret. Like, Bret Hart's book's great, not just from the perspective of a legendary wrestler, from a legendary wrestling family, but just the scope of what the world looks like to Bret Hart, who was the best wrestler ever. The Yokozuna, Yokozuna documentary. Everyone is praising how great he is. What a great body. The, the super heavyweight that moved like a cruiserweight bumped would never hurt you and all this. And then Brett's like, well, WrestleMania 9, he took the match, <laughs> took the match home 10 minutes early because I guess he was blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Brett making it clear. Whoa, 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 I don't care if we're praising him. He, it was his fault, all right? <laughs> Love you, Brett. Ah. Oh. Hello, you diddler-licious met... God, that's hard to say. Diddler-licious. Thank you. As we all know... Wait a second. Wait a Because I've not talked to Ross about this. Apparently, this comes from me saying trickalicious or something like that. It was, er it was oh, early, early on in lockdown last year. It was one of your first streams. Um, and I was in bed. I was like, I just can't sleep. So I was like, Kayla, let's flick Adam on and see what he's doing. And you were, you Good were, choice. You were... You were um, Making your mind up what takeaway to get, and you were running down the just seat thing. Fascinating you got the stuff. It's the it's, you were just got the chickalicious, and it's the way you kept saying chickalicious in your voice, but it was very soothing on the ear. It was chickalicious. I might get myself a chickalicious, Thank and you then you got much. one. Just the way you kept saying chickalicious just tickled us pink, so it did. So it uh, <laughs> became a thing in just our general conversation where we will just put alicious on the end of any any sort of like. Could you pass me the dish alicious or something like that? Just oh, I like it's, it. it's become a thing. So yeah, chickalicious. Thank you for the kind a lo words. A lovely way you say a word. <laughs> Reasons to watch Pachiti's podcast and uh, podcast is Twitch streams, all the classic nineties weird UK stuff, and when he orders his takeaway on stream, it's fascinating stuff. <laughs> Non-stop action on those streams. Let you me did tell that on stream. Yeah, well, no, no, no. This would have been like, what was this? Like a raw stream or something, yeah, which was just such a too, yeah. slog. It's, it's like one in the morning as well. So there's only like a few places open. I can go to, to the, the chippy, which is right opposite my flat, which doesn't do great chips, or I can get Chickalicious. And, Chickalicious. Uh, Chickalicious. <laughs> Hello, Chickalicious. It's 1 a.m. Can I have the Smackhead special, please? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you Diddlerlicious men. <laughs> As we all know, NXT UK isn't the most interesting product. Well, maybe it is, but no one watches to find out. Agreed. Anyway, let's imagine you have been put in control of NXT UK, and it's your job to build the brand and the show. What would you do with this control? Who would you build the brand around? What type of product would you put on? Sport or entertainment-based or a mix? Would you draft in anyone from NXT US? Or would you spend some big money to bring anyone in from the independent scene? And how would you build interest to create new viewers? Hope you're all well. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Keep pushing through until lockdown is over. Wishing you all the best. And although this echoes what everyone else says, thank you for absolutely everything you do. It's a great escape to listen to and watch your videos. Cheers, Andrew from The Wirral. Thank you, Andrew. Wool. Cheers. What would you do NXT UK? Because I just push it into the sea. 
Uh, but maybe you have a more interesting answer than that. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of issues with the show, actually. Um, the, the One thing that I noticed watching um, AEW uh, especially um, is that there's quite a lot of fun, isn't there? It's quite fun to watch for the most part. And when I tune into NXT UK... Um, there is a distinct lack of fun. There are lots and lots of wrestlers without much uh, much character, and that's another issue. Um, all having good matches, really good matches, and sometimes they'll have a little backstage argument or a scuffle. But there are no, there, there's not much fun. Like if you look at if you look at NXT Full Fat, you've got like Cameron Grimes there doing fun stuff. You have got Shotzi Blackheart there; she's a good laugh. That doesn't really seem to exist in NXT UK. Um, and there are, there, are, there there's great wrestling. There are no moments. I, I, when people talk about NXT UK, they'll just talk about the matches. That nev- nothing ever really happens, does it? It's just scuffle match. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think there are a lot of a lot of problems. But it would be just it would be nice if it just maybe didn't take itself so seriously. Have, have a bit of a laugh. <laughs> I think you've nailed it there because in the entire NXT UK tournament, ninety percent of it was like those real life videos. And it goes, hello, I'm Timmy Tantrum. <laughs> and I've been fighting since I was 12. I went down the pub and I killed a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we all do over here. Seven pondoed out of the womb. You know, it's all that. It was just like, all right, okay, one or two of you's got that. But it's like, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm Jimmy Nasty Face and I'm not very interesting. It's basically what they're saying. So I, yeah. I agree with what Petiti said there. What, what would you do, Ross? If the, if the option isn't just cancel the thing completely and just send the, the better ones to NXT full fat, it would be like create a Lucha Underground universe, but British so like a medieval castle. Give the crap ones jester gimmicks and make them like live in there the whole time. You get the live streams on the network of them like Big Brother but medieval because we're British and that's what we do, isn't it? We're all like in castles and stuff over here and have the the lads with the big furry hats just down down the street, don't we? It's uh, all British tropes. You're right, and if anyone gets out of trouble, then the bobbies will be round to go hello, hello, hello with their big sticks. Johnny right. Saint. Is going around. Hey, that, that might be the answer. Just get take that stereotype that they love about going down the pub and having a good scrap with the lads. Just have like EastEnders. Just yeah. make like That'd be great. Johnny, Johnny Saint, the, the the landlord of the the, the, the village castle. of the Vic. <laughs> Trying to think of a pun, but I couldn't think one. The Ameri- oh. If it's an American company doing British, they call it the Bunker Hill. <laughs> Something. I'll go down there for quiet pine. And then you know, you know Johnny Sake comes out and goes, "Oh, hello, hello, have you got a license for that wrist lock?" <laughs> and that'll be it. Just be horrible. I can't wait for that. Actually, be, that sounds amazing. Um, I think one of the things I've said many times that I don't like NXT full fats. We're calling it now. Because it used to be that that was a different brand with a different feel and different style of wrestling. And now it's just raw, but black and gold. So NXT UK is now raw, but crap. So I would have it done completely different if I had my... Well, amongst other things, I would have it done filmed in a beautiful way, different way, and not just have the WWE team to completely... Uh, what's the word? Crapify all style of wrestling with the cuts, 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 and everyone talking that stilted, horrible manner that no human being actually talks like. Uh, but until that happens, yeah, I'm sure they can book somebody cool and independent. Have Walter beat everybody. There, there we go. Didn't see it going there, Matthew. Can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
There are a few that they could they could put because there is a distinct lack of of, of characters because um, it's just it is just beardy big boys who can who can wrestle really well and they're really really tough and don't mess with them and there there are some right. on the indie scene. I'm not suggesting that WWE sign them, but because they'll probably turn them into big beardy men who know how to fight. Sure. But like you've got Cara Noir, uh, Gene Money. No, we don't. Oh, you mean on the indie scene? Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, I mean, God, there, there, there are a few characters because there's no characters, is there? There's How so much Karen, wrong with it. Karenawa shows up. Um, Harry Hardman. <laughs> <laughs> and you better not duck me tonight, my <laughs> opponent. Whatever. Oh, God. Hi, diddlers. As, as it seems, there's a better chance to get mentioned in the mailbag as there is a dog picture in the mail. Yeah, fair point. I'll try it that way. As lockdown continues in Germany... We just opened the hairdressers at March 1st and my mother sees the chance to get our Dash Hund mix Shari all ready for spring again. The dog saloons were open all the time, but I guess it's been funny to let her have her hair cut the same day as the humans. She's very camera shy. I don't know if there's an English phrase. It's a German word for word translation. Okay. And doesn't like to get photographed. So sorry for the new picture where you see here from the side. Crap. I guess it's supposed to be a picture here. Um, Shari is nearly 12 years old and a happy little Dash Hund mix. I don't have a wrestling-related question this week, so if you could own a random pet, what would it be? <laughs> I would love to own a wombat, but they get very aggressive as they reach puberty. Also, they poo cubes. What? Yeah. Cubes? You've not seen that, yeah. They... No, really? Like Lego. No. Or like like, a, like the, the, the companion colors. cube. <laughs> It's legit. No, they. I don't know why. I don't know how that happens with an anus. Like how the the, the is that what shapes it? It's amazing. Wow. You build a house with it. Wouldn't want to. Best wishes and keep us going through these hard times, Julian from Germany. Fantastic. Well, what random pet would you like to own? Well, I look at the long, long list of names and see if I've actually got that one on my wall. Random pet. Ross? I've got a few. A stout. I, I saw a video of a stout the other day. Just a lovely little thing. Just looks very nice. An otter as well. I like an otter. Follow otter a few a otters on Instagram. Vicious though. Yeah, they are. You tame them definitely. Um, <laughs> follow a few Instagram. <laughs> a few otters on Instagram, right? That's but something also... that I'd like to see. There's a video series. <laughs> Ross tames his otter. <laughs> Steady now. Um, and also, I'll tell you what's an underrated animal. Ducks. Yeah, Beautiful ducks creature. Are... Beautiful yeah. creature. So really funny thing. as well, aren't they? Yeah. That's you my favourite thing eat? about friends. Yeah, you seen them that, eat? That. fantastic. They swallow all in one, don't they? They just sort of go back and just just like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't <laughs> think they, got, do they have gift. teeth. Nah. I've had a, I've had a duck eat my eat out of my hand at um, Flamingo Park on the Isle of Wight, and it it just it doesn't hurt. They just sort of like oh they're beautiful. Yeah, they're really funny, really fun. Get some of them in NXT UK. Good laugh. Ducks. Get them down the pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing the free machines. Um, <laughs> Do you think they do like the Dale Winton thing and do like pets win prizes in wrestling? So Johnny Saint comes out and goes, right, well, you had a lovely match last week, Shaw Samuels, so you have to get your boxer dog to jump over them 10 hurdles for a title shot next week. <laughs> it sounds way better than what they're doing. I know. Uh, I would go for, what are those things called with the with the big ears? Not elephants. The little, they look like a fennec fox. Fennec fox. You know them? 
Did they I just, are beautiful. I said stout, stout, didn't I? That's a beer. I mean, stout. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I, I didn't want to go. Well. What's <laughs> I'd love a pint of beer for a pet. <laughs> stout. I beg your pardon. I saw a video about stout the other day. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the the Fedic fox. I don't really know a lot about them. I think they live in the in the in the desert, and they got big ears um, to um, dissipate the heat. Um, but apart from that, I don't really know. But they're really cute. If you Google a picture of a, of a fennec fox, F-E-N-N-E-C. Did I get that right? Yeah, fox. And they, they, they look like a good laugh as well. But I don't I just want a cat that doesn't piss on my sofa every night, to be honest. I'll be happy with just an animal that doesn't ruin my flat. Mm. Sorry. Pissalicious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I would... <laughs> It's <laughs> delicious on the sofa, delicious. Hang on, hang on, stream. My cat's uh, just pissing on my couch. Uh, we shouldn't laugh at Adam's ill cat. How no, is he, he doing, he, Mr. Happy? Uh, he's poorly again. He's, he's, he's always, I sort of stopped bringing it up because he, like, the, just one day he, his mood will completely change and he will live under my bed and only come out when I'm asleep. Uh, to to eat and drink and use the the litter tray and everything, but then sometimes I'll get home and he's just pissed on stuff. I knew it was going to be um, difficult because they they he's got he's a very anxious cat because the people who owned him previously weren't very nice to him, and they said, oh, he's got bladder issues, um, but if you feed him this food, it should be all right. So I spend a, a fortune on this food for him, but it's uh, he, he just still I, I just feel so sorry for him it sounds like sometimes when he's pissing it sounds like he's having a nightmare of a time so I, I give him the pills I give him the food I make sure he's got fresh water all the time and everything not much more I can do um, but yeah I, I still love him he's a good good lad um, but I'd, I'd get a fennec fox to replace him <laughs> obviously oh no, he's lovely yeah as uh, Ross has said I would probably get a duck as well on account of one of the nice little things we've been able to do during lockdown is to go for a walk with one friend, one friend only, so you got to make sure it's a good one. Matthew and his duck walking down the street. That's going to say, yeah, me, <laughs> me, me and my friend would go to Lisa's Park and feed the ducks because what else are you going to do during lockdown? Yeah. Don't answer that. I don't what, hear what, what do you feed them? You're not meant to feed them bread, are you? No, at Lisa's, there's the little stand that sells proper duck feed. Oh, nice. So, yeah. But you do see people feeding them ducks, and the ducks don't see Feeding them, them ducks? Feeding them bread? That's evil. <laughs> Damn it. You need, it's usually at the end of the podcast I start messing up words, but I, you know what? It's been such a lovely time. I thought I'd messed up early just for you. And uh, sorry, Julian, um, I've looked. Again, there have been a lot of dog pictures. Your name is not on the list. Uh, I'll get back to you next time. I definitely <laughs> I forward you, I forward you all the dogs. I made sure to do it since there's about 25 million in the mailbag this week. You know, and I came in <laughs> on... Um, what day was it? I went in. Oh, yesterday to go get them, so... The fact that people are still sending them now. Look, whatever. Look, I'm are sorry. These Julian, all people's look, actual dogs, are like that one with the, the with the the Soviet yeah. stuff. Is that is that legit? Somebody's dog that they sent. They in said it is. Off Google. It's, it's long with oh, Lenin cool. from um, the Twitch chats. So Some assumed it dogs. was because he said the name of the dog is Lenin, and it said in the back, "No, not that one." Uh, so look at that. With the one next to him is lovely. Sorry to go back to the dog. His massive mouth, like a duck. <laughs> yes. Good day, lads. First and foremost, thank you, Coloholic, for the quality content and entertainment you guys give us and for not giving up after redacted days. From research, voiceovers, graphics and more, there is a lot of untold work that you guys do on the website, the YouTube channel, Twitch and podcasts, so thank you once again. 
Now, now, as a new tradition to the podcast, this week I present you some expressions and sayings from Portugal, your southwest neighborinos. I translated them the best way possible. So what I'm going to do now, Pachini, is a little segment we have on the show where everything goes all right. I'm going to say the expression, and then you are going to say what you think it is before I tell you what it is. Because okay. we're, we're, the, the fun of colloquialisms. And by the oh, so I mean, we get we're guessing what these yes. mean. Okay. Yes, that's right. I'll these see are, them. These so are common the Portuguese phrases. Okay. Yes, common Portuguese phrases. Because this is to justify me saying "wa" and "d." Uh, so that's how we talk up here, isn't it? Anyway, so burn the eyelashes. What do you think if uh, someone from Portugal said that to you? What they You're a liar. Burn the eyelashes. Tell uh, some stayed up too late. Very close, yeah. Uh, to read, study a lot. So I guess if you've got by candlelight, you've been studying, to, I assume. Shout out to Main Event Candles, by the way. I've got oh, he's got it lit now. What flavor is that? It's a ch- cherry and clementine. It's called, oh no, Mike Olson. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, Mike Olson, awesome, no. Super Wick Party. It's a pun. It's a pun, yeah, everybody, because so candles and wrestling, they are nice though. Very nice. It's got like a real little clementine slice in there. Mm. Clementine slice. It's now burning now. I hope it doesn't burn too hard. I might have to turn that off now. Turn that off. A little, little, little clementine set on fire there. <laughs> it's off. But they are good. Very nice smelling. They sent me two. I've got another one around the corner here. Let's get them sold. Acai moon salt, rock salt, and driftwood flavoured. Oh, nice. Very flavoured. It's got some little rock oh, salt in there. Very nice. Those, aren't they? Oh. Yeah. Get your uh, rock salt, get your rock salt woman. Yeah, love Main it. event candles on the Twitter machine. Main event candles. Uh, many years turning chickens. Oh, spitting feathers. What's that like? Dry mouth. <laughs> yeah. Many years turning chickens. Doing the same job for a long time. Again, very close. Someone who has a lot of experience. Referring to a cook turning the rotisserie chicken skewered on a spit. Oh. B with the olive oils. One with nature. <laughs> olive oils. Is it like a Popeye thing? Eating spinach. It's not, no. It's to be in a bad mood or irritated. Uh. Uh. Uh, you were born with your bum facing the moon. You're an ignorant bastard. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. No, the opposite. You are lucky or privileged. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> sure, Samuels. Your dog was born with your bum <laughs> facing the moon. Uh, you stayed watching ships. Stay too long. Yeah, that sounds yeah. That's say close. Uh, when you wait for something to happen, but it never does. Whereas the person that didn't board but watches the ship sail away. Ah. Speak through the elbows. <laughs> Go down the pub, have a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Speak through the elbows. No, I've got nothing here. Uh, meaning it says uh, you talk too much, homeboy, you never shut up. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're giving me a haddock, you lot, speaking through your elbow. Uh, I'm in the paints. I'm in the what? The paints? Mm. Hungover. (laughs) Hard drugs, I've got no idea. (laughs) I don't give a damn because I'm in the paints, I guess. People are making these up, aren't they? It's not long until you're going to get... How do we know? The the, the shelf life of this particular segment of the mailbag... (laughs) Isn't very long because we're going to get one where we we just can't do it because it'll be just too offensive. Or sitting here doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're ahead of dry garlic. You are you French. Stink. 
smelly. You are distracted or wandering, not paying attention to what you're doing. You have a lot of cans. You got you're brave. You got balls. Like you got bollocks. You've got lots of beer. You Makes have sense. a lot of nerve. Uh, oh. Kind of right. Dutch courage here. You're, you're a rotten face. You are heel. You look angry. No, of course, uh, you are Charlotte Flair. <laughs> no, sorry, you're shameless. Uh, take the little horse from the rain. <laughs> These are bollocks. Easy, pick, easy pickings. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, don't count on it. Uh, go with the pigs. Talent the fibs. Uh, lots of money. You're very rich to to, to win money. Uh, you're dead or screwed. Maybe yeah. not in that order. Uh, you're putting the poor in the puddle. Adding fuel to the fire. <laughs> I don't know. You're you're being selfish. You're screwing up. And last but not least, you're good as corn. Wanking. New metal. (laughs) You're hot slash sexy. I hope 2021 treats you with kindness. Joanna from Portugal, who presumably is as good as corn and is uh, definitely has a lot of cans. Attached is a little collage of cookie, my four-month-old chihuahua for Mafu. Forwarded to you, Mafu. I don't have it. This I wasn't anticipating even more dog pictures. I'm sorry. I assume it's beautiful. Check like, your Gmail, Matthew, because there is at least 30, maybe 35. That's great. I don't have a printer. Um, <laughs> but thank you, Ross. I appreciate it. But you know what? Not just Cookie, the four-month-old Chihuahua is beautiful, but so is everybody who sends us these questions, thoughts, remarks, and silly bollocks every single week. And you could be amongst those beautiful people by sending them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. Reese's Pieces. Hey lads, I've been planning to send in this Reese's Pieces for a while now, and I'm finally getting round to it. Like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania 31, I've listed a few title matches from WrestleManias of the past that had no fan favourite winner, with the IWC included. Okay. Uh, for that match, Seth Rollins cashed in and saved everyone and the WWE. For match list- matches listed, I've also listed two wrestlers who could potentially cash in and win the match thus making the result much more interesting. I've also included an example. Example. Dean Ambrose vs. Baron Corbin, WrestleMania 33 IC title. Cash-in options are Luke Harper, Sami Zayn, we're in the Ambar, says here, and if you choose Zayn, then he goes on to cash in mid-match and become the new IC champion. Right, okay, have we all got that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Triple H versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 32, uh, options, Dean Ambrose or AJ Styles? We'll go Ross, Adam, me. That, yeah, AJ Styles. No, sorry, Dean Ambrose. No, Dean Ambrose. I think Dean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose makes more sense storyline-wise. Yeah, I agree. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 34. Uh, options have The Miz or Finn Balor. The Miz? On tw- 2018, he was on fire. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah. But didn't like Finn that much on the main roster. I'm going to go Finn there. 
I'll say Miz because that's the only way that could make that bloody match any worse. Good God. Cena versus The Rock, WrestleMania 29. Uh, do you have CM Punk or Chris Jericho? Jericho? I thought the other one's going to be The Miz there. I thought it was um, going to be uh, Big Jack Swagger, you know, 29. That was his year, wasn't it? <laughs> it was until two weeks before WrestleMania, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll go for Jericho, whiskey, etc. What was the other option? CM Punk. Punk. Yeah, Punk. Go, go with Punk because he had his thing derailed, didn't he? Yeah. That was the one where ideally they would have done a three-way or yeah, whatever. Del Rio versus Jack Swagger, the same WrestleMania. Options are Dolph Ziggler or Daniel Bryan. I mean, that just goes without saying, doesn't it? Ziggler. Oh, I... I, I right, after Bryan. we got the cash in, didn't we? And it was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, the Miz versus John Cena, WrestleMania 27. Options Christian or Randy Orton? Definitely. Christ, Christian, just because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christian. Because we, we would have seen more Randy Orton Cena. Oh, they both yeah. suck. Um, Christian sucks. No, no, oh, the, the options. Point, the, 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 sorry, the choices. Christian got great as a result of what happened at WrestleMania and the Edge retiring and the Orton feud. I mean, ugh. Oh, Christian. Uh, Triple H versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 25. Would you have Rey Mysterio or Jeff Hardy? Hmm. Jeff Hardy, I guess. Yeah. yeah, Jeff. Yeah, good old Jeff. Cena versus HBK, WrestleMania 23. Bobby Lashley or Umanga? Oh, Umanga, all day yeah, long. Yeah, Umanga. Not Bobby back then. Especially in 07. Because mm-hmm. you know, a few months after the Rumble match, Cena versus Triple H, WrestleMania 22. The options are Kurt Angle or Edge. Mm. I'll go Angle, even though he had his neck hanging off. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, he broke his bloody neck. I'll go, I'll go Edge, the ultimate opportunist, and that would be a good moment. Yeah, Edge, because it was 06 and he was mint. A short one for today. Oh, thank you. I'm currently in the hospital due to suffering from a random seizure. Bloody hell. Uh, I'm fine now. Oh, good. And Cultaholic is one of the few things keeping me going. Thank you for all that you guys do. Have a lovely day. Best. Path from India. Bloody hell, Path. Near pressure. Uh, Glad you're doing all right, though, mate. Send it all our love, mate. Send all our love. A lot of love, because it was a short one this week. But don't worry. You can also send in your short Reese's Pieces. The same address as before, mailbagacultaholic.com. And I've left some breath on my lungs there, but I have nothing to say. So I'll say thank you again, Path from India. Get well soon, pal. It's Cultaholics. The what a lovely podcast. And it's going to be lovelier still, just a few more minutes longer. With this week's big, big... Oh, no, sorry. Paul, 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 Paul question. <laughs> Very good. Who is going to be the Hall of Fame-worthy bloke, I assume, to show up at AEW's Evolution this Sunday? <laughs> Go on, Ross. Go on, Adam, after you. I you have to <sighs> right. ready for Soldier Boy. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that Paul White flubbed his lines and he's Hall of Fame worthy because he's in the Hall of Fame already. And I'm gonna go with Kurt Angle. 
um, because Kurt Angle had a horribly botched yeah. retirement in WWE with Baron Corbin, as we all know. Um, and this would give him a chance to to have one or two final matches and finish his career how he wants to finish his career. Was that a yawn because of... <laughs> oh, God, leave me a, alone. Was that a theatrical yawn or was that a, a you sleepy? I had a big meal before this because I knew I'd need all the energy in the world. It was a real Because I assumed yawn, Pachiti so would be doing okay. all the stories. Uh, yes, it's a big meal yawn. I would never yawn in front of you or on camera in front of you. That's very kind of you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, with Kurt and... As far as who, who's going to retire him on the AEW roster, NJF get Paul a proper, White. proper heel. To, yeah, Paul White. There you go. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Kurt just because he's Hall of Fame worthy. I guess doesn't necessarily mean he's not in the Hall of Fame. Lots of people are in the Hall of Fame who are Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, the, Angle the, is the, who the I quote here, see. if you'd like, a Hall of Fame worthy talent that is a huge surprise and a huge asset. Ass, 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 Rikishi. Ass. Rikishi. (gasps) But he is in the Hall of Fame. Ass set. Or a huge set of asses. It could be like the Von Eriks or something like that. They got big (laughs) thumbs. Just a huge set of asses. What you're reading. (laughs) Sorry for nicking yours, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say Kurt Angle just because of the Conrad tie in. That was my thing. Yeah. yeah. Subtle hint there were Conrad and Eric Bischoff and. Look at all up. my podcasts. Mm. Is he the only one who's not affiliated with AEW currently, isn't he? In he some way. Brucey, but he's... Oh, Brucey P, obviously, yeah. 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 Uh, like, yeah Conrad kind of is, but... Because he was with... He did StarCast, but then StarCast was just at the long side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like... Where AEW and he is Streamaholic. That's right. This weekend on Twitch. See, there we go. I'm you surprised the, you guys the, are saying that Kurt Angle's retirement was, you know, botched and not done right. Considering his physical limitations, it was. I was just happy to see him gone at that point. Sure, but they could have had somebody else do it, and he, he's he's been very vocal about the fact that he was unhappy with it as well. So oh, has he? Think oh, he, he, he podcast on on the, on the podcast, yeah. He said oh, that. did he? Yeah, fair enough. Um, the the other that I think it, it is a possibility, and hopefully you weren't going to say this, so hopefully I'm not nicking yours here. It's because it, Sam mentioned it this morning, and I sort of scoffed a little bit. Mauro Ranallo, because it would, because of the Hall of Fame link, and I was like, oh, what WWE Hall of Fame? But he's done it everywhere, hasn't he? So maybe you know that maybe there are multiple Hall of Fames that he could be in, and it would make sense because Paul White is knows who it is, is bringing him in, and maybe they do need a third person for that that commentary booth on the new show. Maybe they want to do a three man commentary booth, and Mauro Ranallo would be a, a great get for them. Hmm. It could be, but I, I, I just think the semantics and connotations of talent maybe doesn't lend itself to an announcer. Just maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. Well, maybe Mauro is everyone's favourite, isn't he? One of our favourites here, isn't he? So maybe he is. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I like Mauro, but I don't like him going someplace where I already like Taz. Because what if, what if he takes Taz's stuff? What if Taz becomes a full-time manager and everything, and he stops commentating? No, Different I don't like Hmm... I'm going to get up mm. WWE.com, right? And I'm going to look at the alumni section. See who's not there. Lance <laughs> Storm. Because he's got the podcast with Cyrus. Hey, Storm said that he wanted to do a match with Jericho, didn't he? He would be he up for one more match with Jericho. Seat, that would be cool. That's right. You remember what I'm saying? I want to wrestle Jericho one more time. Oh, God, you haven't done anything this week. You've been me lap the entire time, you little get. Uh, ACAM. 
I reckon it's going to be Hornswoggle me. There you go. Sweet. <laughs> you know who I'd like it to be? Just seeing him there on the page. Big Cass. Give him a, give him a chance. Hall of Fame word. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame word. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. He's, right. not even, he's not even worthy of our Hall of Fame. Oh. The, hell? the DDPY Hall of Fame. I forgot about that, but yeah, okay. Let's, let's, DDP, let's, yeah. Let's one. nail one to the mast each, lads. Let's say one who mm, could be in a Hall right. of Fame and one who isn't in a Hall of Fame. So isn't a Hall of Fame is Angle for me. Isn't in a Hall of Fame is Christian for me. Okay. Somebody uh, was at... Go on. Oh, go on, then, Paul. No, go on. Isn't in the Hall of Fame, Lance Storm. Is in the Hall of Fame. Oh God, there's going to be some ancient. What I had JoJo Dylan and Tully on this week? So are we going to see Barry Windham? Okay. Um, I I I gonna gonna have Angle as well, and for not in the Hall of Fame, um, but probably will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. AJ Lee. Oh, that's a good one. No, could it be Flair? Ric Flair, not Charlotte. I know they're easily confused. Because <laughs> he's, he's kind of been pushed out. They've, they've nothing. They've got near where to go now with that bloody uh, storyline with Lacey Evans. She yeah. said sod off and he poorly acted away. And he does have that connection with Conrad. Mm-hmm. Pod- yeah, podcast and family. Yeah, I'm going to say, Rick, sorry, Barry Wind, Basil Windham, for some someone's mentioned years, but I'm regular it's going to be Flair. Fair. One of us is going to be right. Hopefully. I'm not putting another fiver on it. I sent you that money, by the way, You Matthew, did, and I was very yeah, happy to tell that. people this. I'm glad we brought oh, up that. Right, you, so, you did it so I, subtly. I, I woke up and no, no, saw somebody... it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Thank you. No, people were reminding me when I was doing the streams. I had to do it, and there was something. I, I, I kept trying, but I was doing the late-night streams, and they go down for maintenance all the time, the app. So I, I did it, and sorry, it was, it, was, it was sort of without pomp and circumstance. I should have made a bigger deal of it, but That's the money's fine, in Pichini. your pocket. You know what? Buy yourself something nice. Oh, I, I have. I've already. Ali's going to do it now. He's going to win the US title. Let's do it again. Come on. <laughs> no, Double no, or nothing. Now <laughs> <laughs> no, you win. But no, thank you. You were, of course, creating a bit for the podcast. And I appreciate you working along with me because we have such good chemistry together. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just said that. Audio. Yes. I don't do these a lot. But you should because you're very good at them. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. But don't, don't take our anyway. word for it, because not only do you do podcasts with us when people aren't here, you also stream on Twitch. Isn't that right, Pachita? When do you stream and what do you stream? Big time. Uh, so it's just it's just the Tuesday stuff. Now the Tuesday's over on Twitch, and I'm generally doing the, the, the pay-per-views, um, live stream pay-per-views over on YouTube. Tomorrow, as a one-off, I'm doing Red Dead Redemption 2, because I miss playing that game because it's so much fun, uh, from 8 p.m. over on twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic. Thanks for letting me plug. Are you, are you streaming this Sunday for Revolution? Yeah. I oh, thank God for that. What's that? <laughs> I said you were on my video. Oh, no, yeah, I was like, so just in case he isn't, he might not be, but I think he is. I assume I he need, is. I need to catch up on the product. <laughs> doing doing graded today, I was just like, oh, God, I need to do a bit of homework here. Oh, well, don't worry. There's only seven shows AW put out this week, so they'll help you. They're all yeah. on YouTube. Great. God, Ross, that sounds like a lot. What have you got for us? Um, I'll be back on the Saturday doing WTF moments for SmackDown and a news video with Sam and a column for our website under the new illustrious leader, Big Mitch, Big Mitch Wadden. What a a fantastic man. Oh, it's just nice to see the website flourishing a bit more these days. Sunday, I'll be streaming a bit of FIFA Olicious 2021. Not not too sure what point of the day it will be because I'm expecting a delivery. So as soon as I've got my delivery, (laughs) I'll hop on Twitch. (laughs) 
Um, and then on Monday, I'll be back with the, the WTF for AEW Revolution 2021. That's my weekend this week. Oh, fantastic. That reminds me of... I was on a call one time. I was the only person in the bloody office. And the boss was like, hurry up. I'm like, I know, but it's taking a while to process with this, this, this customer I'm dealing with. And they're like, great. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I only have to go. I'm getting a couch delivered. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I will be streaming uh, 6 p.m. GMT, continuing Resident Evil 1, which people loved. I was dreading it because it was at a bit where I was getting chased by horrible dogs who were biting me and stuff. Are you playing the original or the remaster? Original. I've never played Resi 1 until now. Uh, never was inclined to do so. Played the remaster and it's bloody hard. So I thought I'd go back to the original one, which is slightly easier, but still everyone moves, you know, like the tanks. I but, did seven. I did, uh, was it called Biohazard? Uh, I did it on VR as a stream. Oh, and it was yeah. some of the most fun that I've, I've had doing those streams. I really, really loved it. It was so, so enjoyable. Awesome. I'm glad that you liked it because everyone's loving it in the chat. Because a lot of people know that game from memory. So I'm like, what do I do here? And then three people are like, you go left, you idiot. I'm like, oh, cheers. So yeah, loving that. And afterwards, I'll only do it for like, I'm like two hours and a bit to like three hours last time. But then obviously you transfer to Streamaholic. And that, looking at my recording thing, means that is the first one we've done under two hours for quite some time. Do we not Sorry. need to fill this up for longer? Talk about That's, uh, silly stories and stuff? Or? I've got I've got now. Oh, wow. Now. I can talk about uh, scary. more de- depressing stuff about my cat pissing everywhere if you want. I'm a poorly cat, but probably just wrap up here. That's fine then. If that's how you want it, wow. Well, I hope you enjoy this bite-sized edition of the Call of the Classic. Knackers. Oh, no. It's the end of the podcast. It always happens every week. The Coldaholic Wrestling Podcast. Good Brilliant. enough. Well done. And you can send the letters and stuff to mailbagacolic.com. Vote for the three fantastic picks at cold, oh my god, patreon.com forward slash coldaholic. But for now, please join us by putting your hands join up. Join us. To, leave me alone. It's all going now. It, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on, it says battery low airplane mode on me, on me brain. Put your hands up for Detroit if you love this city. And also on three, say the thing. One, two, three. Superman Jonas. that hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, Do you know what it means? Yeah, well, apparently crank that is the act of getting off uh, and then jizz it, semen, on the on a, on a partner, according to I Urban did, Dictionary. did not realize it was sexual. I, Superman re- is something as well, I think. Is it? Well, I dread to think now. I didn't bottom, realize it was sexual. I regret saying it's, it. It's all right. Fisting, isn't it, surely? Superman. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Soldier Boy, let us know, you little bitch. <laughs> slut. Come on, you slut. Aww. <laughs> uh, you have been great. Thank you very much. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.